The following is another Classic Hit Sports presentation. KKPR Sports presents high school football. Here's a leech again with a carry. He powers his way to the end zone for a touchdown. Wow, wow, wow. Garrett Leach single-handedly takes the ball downfield there for the uh, Sutton Mustangs. Sutton powers their way in from one yard out, and it's a 6 to nothing ball game. Tonight, the Class C-2 state playoffs kick off in Sutton as the Mustangs battle the Irish of North Platte St. Pat's. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Klutzkin Sports Club. Any bets here? Hand off Leach. Looks inside, bounces outside. He's got a hole five. He's at the two-yard line. He's into the end zone for the touchdown. So Leach takes it in from a seven yards out officially. And the Sutton Mustang is inching closer. This should be one of the best first-round matchups in the playoffs with both teams sporting 8-1 and one records. It's the Irish and Mustangs coming up next. But first, the new Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Sutton with KKBR Sports' Randy Bushcutter right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. Merritt Lawson in the Platte River Prep Sports Office and Classic Hits 98.9. Getting you set up for North Platte, St. Pat's, and Sutton. We'll connect with Randy Bushcutter just in a second. But Millard North getting the victory over Kearney. We lose one of our playoff teams. So good season by the Bearcats. Just didn't quite come out on top. We'll go straight to the interview, starting with Kevin Dotson with North Platte, St. Pat's, followed by Steve Raymer and Sutton. Then connect with Randy Bushcutter for the call of North Platte, St. Pat's, and Sutton kickoff at 7. Clay County Physical Therapy provides you with the care you deserve and the results you desire. Whether it's a sports injury treatment or some other rehab service that you need, call Clay County Physical Therapy at 402-773-0270. Clay County Physical Therapy sends out congratulations to the Sutton Sports teams. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show. One of the most intriguing matchups we believe on this Friday night will be North Platte, St. Pat's, and Sutton. That's why we're looking forward to carrying tonight's football game. And we've had a lot of uh, intriguing matchups over the last, man, what's it been, 10 years, Coach? Uh, North Platte, St. Pat's has seen a lot of the teams out in this area. And Kevin Dotson joins us here on the pregame show. And I guess one thing about that, that means the Irish continue to play good football if uh, we get to see every year. Yeah, I, I hope that uh, is the case and, uh, you know, that we're playing good football this time of year. But, uh, yeah, it seems like we've been out that way quite a few times. Kevin, let me ask you one question because we have had the change in the playoff here uh, last year and, and now the second year of going to 16. To be an 8-1 and one school and an 11 seed and go on the road, you can't ask to do much more than what you did. Uh, the other te- the team you lost to first night, Donovan, close game. Is it a little disappointing, disheartening? I know you just take what you got, but uh, has it affected you? No, not really. You know, we our attitude – here has always been uh, you're going to be rewarded for a good season and uh, you know that that's kind of how our approach is with the playoffs so if we can be successful throughout the season and have an opportunity to play another game uh, then then that's great and, and we, I guess we don't get real hung up on where we are and where we're seated as far as that's concerned. I guess to piggyback on that then, one of the reasons that you are an 11 seed, your opponents this year just didn't have as good of seasons as they would have hoped outside of Bridgeport, who uh, played this afternoon against Gibbon. 
What do you think about the way your team has been tested? Was that opening night very important to make sure that you were able to roll most of your opponents? Well, I, I, you know, the Donovan Trumbull game was a, a real challenging game out of the gate for us. And, and uh, you know, we know that they have a great football team and a great staff. And, and we felt like that was going to prepare us for the rest of our season and, and certainly identify any weaknesses that we had. So, um, you know, we feel like uh, we've gotten better as the year has progressed. Um, Hershey pushed us in a tight ball game. We had to come from behind to win that. And, um, you know, other than that, as, as you were saying, our our, our next uh, opponent there that, that had a winning record was Bridgeport. And, uh, you know, they we, we were fortunate enough to perform pretty well against them that night. But, uh, you know, you look at it and you say you're 8-1 and one, um, at the end of the season, and that's probably uh, a lot better forecast than what we had after that loss to Donovan Trumbull. Couldn't be any better after that, uh, winning eight in a row, getting ready for Sutton tonight. Head coach Kevin Dotson of the St. Pat's Irish. Coach, I think in this case, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, that you've scored a lot of points, but the defense has been outstanding. You're not giving up points since that opening game of the year. Just three or four touchdowns by the first team defense is, is all. And I'm guessing that defense has helped set up some pretty easy scores for your offense. Yeah, that and, and special teams. Our special teams play has been very good uh, in our defense. And, and as you said, you know, anytime you can have the short field or have the advantage in field position, you, uh, it's going to give your offense uh, quite an advantage. And so we feel like, uh, you know, if we play good defense, um, change field position with special teams, uh, we have a chance to be successful. You don't throw the ball a whole lot with your quarterback, Bryce Byrne, but he, along with James Schroll, together have rushed for over 1,000 yards for you. Tell us a little bit about if your offense is any different than it's been in the past. No, uh, I've been here for 17 years, and we've done the same thing for, for that long. <laughs> but uh, uh, we do, uh, you know, I guess our philosophy is we want to run the ball first uh, and have the passing game be a complement to that. And, and uh, uh, you know, that's not to say that uh, we can't throw the ball. Um, Bryce has a has a good arm. Uh, we feel like we have some good skilled guys that can get open and, and create some, some opportunities for us in, in open space. And, um, you know, so we'll, we've probably thrown a little bit more this year than what we have in years past, but uh, we certainly want to run the ball first. Kevin Dodson of North Platte St. Pat's chatting with us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. What do you see out of Sutton? Uh, I know when we talk with Coach Raymer here in a moment, he's going to say this thing can get over in about 90 minutes because you guys like to really grind it out against each other. But uh, is there anything besides just them running the ball that gives you concern? Yeah, no, I'm kind of laughing a little bit here in Chuckland because, uh, uh, you know, I I catch a hard time because – I don't throw the ball very much, and I, I've been telling people that uh, Coach Raymer makes me, that, you know, he makes me look like I'm a pass-happy coach here. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, uh, it's certainly going to be one of those games where both teams uh, want to establish the line of scrimmage and, and control that line of scrimmage and be able to run the ball. Uh, and and that, uh, I think you're going to see two similar philosophies as far as that's concerned. Coach, you don't have, you're not a senior-dominated team this year, and I suppose that's one of the reasons you're pleased to, to be 8-1. and one. But if this game's going to be one in the trenches, that's usually whichever team has the most experience there is going to get the upper hand. So tell me a, bit, a little bit about your own D-line. Well, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, that's kind of where we, where we feel like we've seen the most improvement throughout the year is at our offensive line. Um, uh, all those, all of our, we replaced our entire offensive line except for one. Um, tied in coming into this season, and so it's been uh, it's been a learning process for us. Uh, 
one thing I'm most proud of our kids, very unselfish. I've had a couple tight ends come in and, and volunteer to, to go down to the interior line. And, and uh, as they've done that, we've grown stronger as an offensive front. So, you know, we're happy with the progress that we're making there. And, and uh, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we're, we're to a point now that we can have success. And finally, Kevin, is Sutton compared to anybody that you've played this year or even maybe last year? No, I don't think so. Uh, we're, we're, we haven't seen a team that's going to line up and run right at us like they do. Uh, uh, you know, they want to get leech the ball as many times as they can, and, and he's, a, he's a bruising runner. And then, uh, you know, when, when he doesn't have the ball, they give it to their fullback who's, you know, 6'2", 215 pounds. And so uh, these guys aren't trying to, to elude you when you're when on the defensive side of the ball. They would rather just run you over. And so we're really going to see a, a physical football team um, and probably the most physical team that we've we've experienced up to this point in the season. Well, if this weather forecast holds out, uh, it's going to be important to hold on to the football, and I suppose that's a little bit easier to do when both teams are going to run the football as much as you guys do. A simple game plan, it looks like, Coach. Whoever makes the least mistakes, that's the way it happens. Yeah, I think that's a, a good assessment. Uh, you know, anytime you're in the postseason play, you don't want to give the other uh, the other team any opportunities and turnovers. So certainly, give them opportunities, momentum. So you really uh, have to limit that as far as uh, uh, your team is concerned. Well, Kevin, we appreciate the time. Uh, Best of luck. Always great catching up with you and another great season so far for the Irish. Okay. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Kevin Dotson, head football coach at North Platte St. Pat's. And when we return, we'll catch up with Steve Raymer of the Mustangs as the new Tech Seed pregame show continues. Hi, I'm Dana Grease, your pharmacist at Sutton Pharmacy. We've been your full-service neighborhood pharmacy since 2007. We are committed to working with you and your healthcare providers to give you the best personalized care. We offer a full line of Good Neighbor Pharmacy products to meet your healthcare needs. Sutton Pharmacy also offers deliveries to Sutton and Edgar for your convenience. Locally owned, locally operated, locally loved. Sutton Pharmacy. Joined now in the New Tech Seed pregame show by Steve Raymer, the head football coach of the Sutton Mustangs, back in the playoffs and welcoming in the Irish of North Platte St. Pat's. And, Coach, a solid season for your ball club. Uh, you're a little banged up. You don't have a ton of seniors. So, overall, as you head into the playoffs, uh, a recap of the season would be what from you? You know, we had a uh, – I think we had a great season for our kids. I mean, we have, uh, you know – we only got five or six seniors and five or six juniors. So, you know, we're playing a lot of sophomores and uh, we play a lot of freshmen too. So uh, to go eight and one with a, a fairly young group is, a, you know, just a testament to the work ethic of our seniors and juniors. Talk about this last uh, month, maybe not so much about Superior, but you had the Donovan Southern Valley St. Cecilia games back to back to back and went two and one in that stretch to put yourself in this position. Talk about how the team played during that stretch. You know, we played really well. I mean, uh, the Donovan game and St. Cecilia game being the two keys in those games. And, uh, you know, they were all going to be grinded out, take Vans' very possession. Uh, we knew against St. Cecilia that we were just going to have a lot of trouble dealing with their speed, and we were just going to have to slow the game down. And I think in that game we left a couple possessions out in the field. We had good drives going, and we had some mental mistakes on our part with uh, false starts and, uh, you know, a drop ball on a pitch and just little things like that that in a big game where you have to be perfect, you know, it just was – you know, allowed us to come up short. Um, but they're all fixable things and things that we know we can take care of. So if we happen to be fortunate enough to win in the playoffs and see those teams again, we uh, know that we have a good shot at them. 
We're talking with Mustang coach Steve Raymer as they get ready to take on uh, St. Pat's. Obviously, not a lot has changed with what you and your staff wants to do. You want to run the football, play solid defense, but you did suffer a pretty uh, big blow with not a lot of seniors, not a lot of big experience guys on the line with Garrett Clark out. Uh, how do you replace him? You know, we don't. We just next guy's got to come in and step up. Uh, we're not a team that we we can't really make excuses or or worry about if one guy's gone because we're always – since I've been here on the low end, um, you know, when we get in the playoffs of the number situation, we're, we're only going to have 30 kids out and we get in the playoffs. We know we're going to meet teams with uh, possibly more juniors and seniors than we have kids out. So, uh, you know, we, we don't, we don't cry in our Cheerios or anything like that. We're, we're the next guy will come in, he'll step up, he'll play well and he'll get it done. You had that happen at the running back position as well. You, you move along one of the best running backs in the entire state last year in Noah, and then Garrett Leach is going to go over 2,000 yards uh, in this ball game tonight. Yeah, I mean, Garrett, uh, you know, he was the next guy. He knew he was the next guy in line. And he worked hard in the offseason so he could be the guy that can carry that load again for us. And, um, you know, Garrett will return for us next year, and we'll get that next guy ready and let him know that, you know, you got to get busy. and. And that's a competition that them kids want to be. They want to be that guy. They want to be the next guy. So they work hard to be that guy. And, um, you know, they deserve all the accolades they get. The quarterback obviously is huge. I mean, you have to have the line to block. But when you had Wiseman and now you move in with a sophomore in Chandler Stone, uh, talk about how he's handled the season. He's done a great job. I mean, he's uh, getting better at passing the ball and throwing the ball in situations. Uh, he uh, is reading the option really well. Um, he has a better grasp at our offense now that he can audible at the line and to plays that fit, you know, what the defense is giving us. So it's, it's a learning experience with him, but he's coming along really well. We're talking with Steve Raymer, the head football coach of the Sutton Mustangs. Uh, this Irish team, they don't give up a lot of points, coach. No, they have a great defense. Uh, they play a solid fundamental defense. They uh, have a great offense. And, they, you know, same as us, they're a team that is going to be happy with driving the ball down the field. And so, you know, it might be a short game tonight. We might all be out here by night. So <laughs> both, both teams run the football pretty heavy. That'll make the Royals fans happy, Coach. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Steve Raymer with us for another couple minutes. Fans always want to know when you get to the playoffs, they haven't seen North Platte St. Pat's unless for some reason they, they went down and watched them play Donovan. Are they comparable to anybody you played this year? And what makes them unique or it might give you some problems here? You know, there. Are, I think that when you get in the playoffs, you're going to see teams that probably run the ball more. They do throw the ball. And you're, whether it be from the spread or it be from a split back, double tight situation like them, uh, you know, North Platte St. Pat's is going to take advantage of what you're trying to stop and take advantage of what you're giving up to try to stop that. So you have to be pretty fundamentally sound all the way across. And I think the thing about that is that's what you're going to see every week. You're going to see fundamental sound teams. You're going to see teams that have a plan A and a B. If you stop A, they're going to come to B, and they're going to be just as effective running B as they were A. So you have to make sure that through the season that you balance your defense and your offense in that same kind of concept. You can't recreate the wheel in a week 10. you got to go with what you do and you have to make sure that you have a plan A and a B. And uh, special teams can always be part of this football game. And uh, St. Pat's has shown the ability to, in past years, without seeing them this year, to, to have some pretty good special teams. How have you guys advanced and, and who's been doing the job for you there? You know, we uh, special teams, you know, I think both teams uh, would be foolish to kick it deep to their return guys. So I don't think you'll see a lot of that tonight. I think you'll see a lot of short kicks. Um, same thing, you'll see a lot of punts out of bounds. Uh, both teams put back good return guys, and uh, there's no sense of giving them a shot in that position. 
for another 10, 15 yards of field position when you know that both teams have shown that if you kick it deep to them uh, before the end of the game, they're returning one, so that's going to cost you a score in the game. It may be the game, so we have to avoid uh, that, and I'm sure they're going to avoid that as well. Well, Coach, always fun watching the Mustangs. Should be a good one tonight. A heck of a matchup in the first round between eight and one teams. Best of luck. Hey, thanks a lot. That's Steve Raymer, head football coach at Sutton. We'll be back and bring you the starting lineup for tonight's state football playoff game on the new Tech Seed pregame show in a moment. At Sutton Lumber, we're proud to call Sutton home. If you're proud of your home and have projects coming up, from construction to fix it yourself, visit your hometown store. Sutton Lumber, a proud supporter of our Sutton area student-athletes. Good luck, Mustangs, from George's Aerial Spring in Sutton. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call today for more information at 402-773-5581. That's 402-773-5581. Go Mustangs, from George's Aerial Spring in Sutton. you go into nursing because you have a vision of being able to make a difference in people's lives. I remember the nurse when I was a child and going to the doctor's office. I guess that was what I always just wanted to do. It's the nurses that make the difference as to whether a patient really feels good about being here and feels like they're in good hands. I think the nurses gained status because they lived it number one, but they also brought all that knowledge and expertise from many years of dealing with pretty much any situation that they might run into. They became respected by the medical staff as very highly qualified registered nurses. So I'm I'm kind of proud of that. Celebrating 100 years of inspired care, Mary Lanning Healthcare. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to Rainy Sutton. As we continue with more of the New Tech Seed pregame show, New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry Jason Stark, our New Tech Seed dealer near you. Randy Bushcutter, Brandon Bennett's here with you from uh, Sutton. Glad you could join us for another game here on Platte River Radio. We'll get you updated on what happened across the state. A tough loss with the Carney High Bearcats just wrapping up a little bit ago. Doug having the call from out in Millard here a tremendous matchup between two teams that, uh, you know, you got the, the, the 12-5 matchup here, but this is a couple of ranked teams coming together, two top ten teams here between North Platte St. Pat's and the Sutton Mustang. Randy, as soon as the schedule came out and we saw that we were going to be able to have the privilege of calling North, Sat Pla- North, Pat, North Platte St. Pat's at Sutton, it was a thrill for me because, as you said, two top ten ranked teams. The Omaha World Herald rankings coming out last week on October 26th ranked the Irish at eighth in the state, Sutton, the Mustangs at fourth in the state, a top 10 matchup, as you said, early in the playoffs here, first round, and we're ready to go. Yeah, well, first of all, we have to have our starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll begin, first of all, for North Platte St. Pat's. As we mentioned, they've won eight in a row. They're eight and one on the season. At center will be Jaden Brosius. He's a 5'11", 190-pound sophomore. At guard will be Christopher Borden. He's a 5'10", 275-pound junior. Uh, Also at uh, the guard position will be uh, Kobe Lawrence. He is a 270-pound senior. At tackle will be Adam Mackley. He's a 6'2", 195-pound senior. Also at uh, the uh, tackle position 
uh, will be uh, Corey Clinch. He is a 6'2", 185-pound senior at tight end. Zach Miller, 6'3", 200 pounds, and a senior. Also at tight end, Gabe Vizorek. He is 5'9", 170 pounds, and a junior. At fullback will be... Lane Nicely, he's a 5'9", 165-pound junior. I-back is James Schroll. He's 5'9", 175 pounds and a senior. Wing-back is Matthew Ferguson, 5'8", 160 pounds and a senior. And the quarterback for the Irish is Bryce Byrne. He is a 6'3", 165-pound senior. Now for the Mustangs, out is Garrett Clark, the 6'1", 265-pound senior, a tremendous force up front. And you heard about them talking about that during our pregame with Coach Steve Raymer. So they have to move things around a little bit. Starting on the line will be Garrett Stone. He's 6'1", 210 pounds, and a senior. Also on the line will be Tragen Rayford. He's 6'2", 255 pounds, and just a sophomore. Also on the line will be Ryan Oshner. He's 215 pounds, 6'1", and a junior. And at right tackle will be Christian Stengel, 210 pounds and a junior. As uh, they moved him around, at split end will be Armando Oshner, 5'9", 165 pounds and a senior. At running back will be Garrett Leach, 6'185 pounds and a junior. Tristan Sheridan also in the backfield as the fullback. He's 220 pounds and a uh, junior. Uh, tight end will be Nathan Honesty. He is 165 pounds and just a sophomore. And Tanner Peterson will play tight end as well. He's 6'2", 190 pounds, and a junior. And the quarterback is Chandler Stone. Stone, 5'11", 165 pounds, and just a sophomore. Our starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And both these two teams like the run. And if you're the Sutton Mustangs, of course you like the run because you hand the ball off to Garrett Leach, who's carried the ball 263 times so far this season for 1,948 yards. So 52 yards away from joining the 2,000-yard club. That's a very elite club. And Sutton, of course, they like to hand the ball to Leach. It's kind of done by committee for the Irish. It is done by committee. There's a number of great athletes on the St. Pat's squad, including Bryce Byrne, the number 25-ranked senior coming in, according to Huskerland Preps at the beginning of the year. Bryce Byrne's going to bring a lot of diversity to the Irish attack this evening. Well, the Mustangs will get their hands on the ball first because uh, they will receive the opening kickoff. And you've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. Proudly brought to you by Terry and Jason Stark, or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. And the Irish will uh, kick this one off. Teeing it up here is going to be Gabe Vizorek. And special teams for the Irish have been pretty good all year. And you heard both coaches say they're probably not going to kick it deep. And, of course, they kick it deep down to the five-yard line. And out trying to get it is going to be Garrett Leach. Leach right up the middle. Breaks one tackle. Gets tripped up at the 25. Is going to be down at about the 27-yard line. And you can kind of see a little bit what he is. Very patient, waiting for that hole to open up. And it's pretty good field position and nearly a huge return here for Sutton. That's exactly right, Randy, because as he was feeling his way up, he wasn't necessarily running east to west in this case, according to the field. He wasn't necessarily running upfield. He was running at an angle. And then once he found his position, once he was being very patient, he found that opening and exploited it for a nice starting field here for the Mustangs. So Leach will be in that eye. They hand it off to him. He's hit in the backfield, and they're going to envelop him. No gain there. And Aaron Allison leading the way here for North Platte St. Pat's. And I don't know if he even made it back to the line of scrimmage. I think they have him uh, maybe gaining about the length of a football, and that's going to be about it. That was a pretty generous spot even for that gain of the gain of football length, Randy, because North Platte St. Pat's had nine in the box there. They were keying on Leach, keying on the run game for Sutton. So really very early strategy for here is for the path to put nine guys now they've got they've walked a guy up here so now they've got 10 guys in the ball 
And again, now that I formation, pitch it out to Leach. Leach gets the corner, tries to cut back to the inside. That hole closes after he gets out to about the 35-yard line. So he's going to gain about six on the play, and it's going to set up third and very manageable. Tremendous front line, first line blocking there for the Mustangs, Randy, because everybody up front was blocked, hat on the hat. But when you have ten guys in the box, there were so many guys there for the Irish. That second wave of defenders is what actually brought Leach down. That allowed them to stop him short of the first down, managing third at about two here. Oshner comes into the huddle with the play from the sideline, so instructions given to Chandler Stone, who will step under center. Two fullbacks in front of uh, Sheridan, so they really stack that Maryland eye, and uh, boy, there just wasn't any room there at all as they stuffed both fullbacks, and that's going to be a loss of maybe a half yard, and it's going to set up a punting situation, you would assume here, for the Mustangs. Too long, Randy. It just took too long for that play to develop, and especially, as you said, within that Maryland eye where you have a fullback, a mid-back, and then your tailback. We got three backs stacked there in a line behind the line of scrimmage. That play has to develop quickly. In that case, it just took too long. North Platte diagnosed it immediately, threw him back for a one-yard loss. Well, they are lining up as to go for it. Only back in the backfield is going to be Leach. Under center here is going to be Stone. They bring a man in motion. They pitch it out to uh, uh, the back, and it's going to be blocked, and they're going to roll away from it. And they tried that little uh, pitch punt, if you will. And Tristan Sheridan is the one that actually punted at number 30 as he came across there, got the ball, tried to punt it and surprised North Platte St. Pat's, but they were ready as it was blocked in a nice special teams play here for the uh, Irish. James Schroll uh, is the one that blocked that there, Randy, and he did a great job getting up, getting elevated, getting both hands on the ball and blocked that. And this special team's play brought to you by the special people at Acera Care Hospice. Caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York. Serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Acera Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. Ball is spotted at the 43-yard line. Already in Sutton territory are the Irish, and they hand it just right up the middle and no room to run there as they get the ball. Well, actually, you unstack it. That's a gain of about two, two and a half yards. Great initial play there, and I like the first play call of the game for North Platte St. Pat's because what they did is they just brought everybody in an old ISO play there and stacked everybody on the right side, overloaded it, ran an ISO right up the middle there. Because even though Sutton has seen that play before because they run that a lot, in this case, North Platte was able to overload everybody to that side and get that nice game. So it was a nicely gain as Lane nicely carried it for about three yards. And they'll run that pro formation, hand it off to Nicely again. Nicely's going to get to the line of scrimmage, maybe an extra yard, and then get bent backwards. And bending him back the words there uh, for the Mustangs, I believe, was Oshner. It was a great fake there by the quarterback, number eight, for the Irish, Bryce Byrne, because Bryce did a little fake overhead like he was going to pitch it out to the outback going to the right. And in that case, it was an inside handoff to the fullback. Nice little trickeration there. Got him a yard, maybe a yard and a half. Brings up third and manageable here for the Irish. It's about five and a half, maybe six yards. Ball spotted. First possession of the game here for St. Paul, uh, for uh, St. Pat's. And off tackle coming through the middle there is going to be Schroll. And Schroll is going to have enough for the first down. He stopped just short of the uh, 30-yard line. So that's going to be a gain of eight for Schroll. James Schroll had a phenomenal freshman year last year, rushing for almost 600 yards as a freshman. This year, according to Huskerland Prep, he was ranked as a number 10 underclassman. So he came into the year with high expectations, and he's lived up to that throughout the course of the year. For the Irish, that's his 114th carry on the year. It now has 731 yards on the year. Ball spotted just on the other side of the 30-yard line, and they're just handed off and hit in the backfield and trying to lean forward is going to be Schroll. Schroll 
slipped off of one tackle, but then they got him at the foot, uh, so he was able to get forward for a gain maybe of one. Tragen Rayford there wasn't the one who made the tackle, and he won't get credit for it, but he's the one that made the play because he's the one that pushed the left guard back into the play, making that running back juke a little bit, slowed him down, and allowing that second wave of defenders to come in and make the tackle. So credit Rayford for the play. After the Blake, the blocked running punt, this is pretty good field position here for St. Pat's. This is their first drive of the game, second and nine. Quick pitch out to that right side is Schroll, and Schroll, I don't think, got back to the line of scrimmage as he was upended. I believe that was uh, Nathan Honesy who made the tackle. Nathan did a great job there of not only taking on his block, using his hands, he got extension, pushed the tight end back into the backfield, and then was able to shed the block as the runner was coming to him. So he did a great job there of everything you would coach a young man to do to hold the edge, seal the edge, and make the tackle all in one. So it's going to be third and 10 from the 30. They've got to get it, obviously, all the way down to the 20-yard line. They're going to go a little Maryland eye here as well. Fake the handoff, rolling out, looking to throw his burn. Burns got one man out there, lofts it, and it's going to be incomplete. Not bad coverage. A perfect ball would have been a touchdown. That one was long by about a yard and a half. And you're exactly right, Randy. It would have had to have been a perfect ball because you had a cornerback with coverage underneath. You had a safety who was about a half a step out of position, but the, but the free safety was there. So you had coverage underneath, coverage over the top, and in that case, the ball couldn't quite fit into that one hole needed to be able to make the completion. And this is four-down territory. Too long for the field goal, too short the punt. It's fourth and ten. Ball at the 30-yard line. And out of the shotgun formation is going to be Byrne. Byrne looking to pass. Throws it in underneath. It's lobbed out there, and it's going to be incomplete. Nice coverage on the play there by Garrett Leach. Good coverage out there by Leach. He's kind of your do-it-all man. Not only is he averaging over 200 yards a game, and as you said, Randy, almost 2,000 yards now total for the season, but he's also out there in coverage from his linebacker position. So both the teams not getting done on fourth down what they want to get done. Sutton thought they'd surprise St. Pat's with that kind of running punt. And obviously St. Pat's going for it on fourth down. So they don't really have to move the chains a whole lot. We're just going another direction here. As the ball is spotted at the 30-yard line, now you got to get it out to the 40. Sutton, their second possession of the game. So still no score. 6.55 to go here in quarter number one. Now the eye formation. Leach is in the eye. Gets the pitch, and he is in trouble. And tracking him down is going to be Zach Miller. Zach Miller's been a great defensive lineman all year long for the Irish, Randy, because he seems to make those plays wherever the plays are needed to be made. And in this case, it was needed to be made on the outside. He was tracking up the field. He wasn't just being pushed back by the lineman. He wasn't just making up the field. He was going upfield at an angle that allowed him to get both space and time to be able to be there at the right time for the tackle. So under center here will be Stone. Stone hands it off, uh, uh, fakes the handoff. Now we'll pitch it back to Leach. Leach trying to get the corner, and he's going to be brought down at about the 27-yard line. He's going to gain about two, but it's going to be third and a whole bunch here for a running football team. Lots of emotion on the near side here with the Irish defense. They are playing what uh, Pat Stewart from UNK years ago used to be, used to call a 9-5-9 defense. He wanted nine guys within five yards of the ball 90% of the time. Every down we've seen so far, North Platte, St. Pat's has had 10 guys in the box, and they've got it again here. 
And they bring a man in motion at a double reverse. They give it back on that left side to Peterson. Peterson trying to get the edge. St. Pat's there, but he breaks a couple of tackles, lunges forward, and he's going to end up gaining about eight yards on the play. Again, Norplatt St. Pat's had that red very well, but a nice job of running there by Peterson to make something happen. Excellent job there by Peterson because he broke three tackles in order to turn that into a gain. By rights on first contact, he should have been dropped for about a two-yard loss. He ended up turning it into about a five-yard gain. So it was seven yards after first contact, broke three tackles, came down on the fourth tackle, did a great job there. But the Irish still, again, they've got ten guys in the box. They're bringing too many guys to the point of attack for the Mustangs to handle. And Stone is also the punter. He is in punt formation. A little bit more traditional look here for the punt. High snap, it lobs out there, but not much pressure coming. And Stone is going to punt it, and they're going to get away with it. Get away from it are the Irish. And it will uh, take a little bit of an Irish roll and be down on the other side of the 50 at the 40-yard line. So 60 yards away from pay dirt will be the Irish when they start their second possession of the game. And the defensive philosophy so far, Randy, for the Irish have, has been very simple and yet very effective. Because they've loaded the box, they've got 10 guys there every single time. Normally in their defense, you'll have a 4-3, a 3-4 stack. They alternate a little bit between the two. But in this case tonight, they're basically playing a 10-1, and having 10 guys in the box, one guy outside of it. They're loading up and preparing for the run game for the Mustangs. And again, that's what both of these two teams do. We've seen two passes already. We may only see six in the entire game. A uh, quick handoff uh, to the second back coming through. And uh, down, actually faking the handoff was the quarterback, Byrne. And Byrne's going to lean forward and gain maybe about three. Byrne slipped a little bit there. And for anybody who knows what the weather right now in Sutton is like, it's about 41 degrees. It's been raining for most of the afternoon. Um, and really most of the day, it's going to be a 100% chance of precipitation all game long. So the rain is very steady. It is very light. There's not much of a wind, only seven miles an hour, but it is soaked out there. Byrne under center here, two running backs behind him, and he'll uh, pitch it out to the second one. Cutting back to the inside here is going to be nicely, and nicely is going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that is going to be just about it. You kind of mentioned the condition. The field is in great shape here in spite of the rain, and tonight's field conditions brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Chris. Craig Weegis. Pioneer knows more about fuel conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. With Craig Weegis, your Pioneer seed dealer, science with service delivering success. And that play didn't deliver much success when our plat. They get back the line of scrimmage, maybe a half yard. We're going to call this third and a, and a full seven. And credit the folks here in Sutton, Randy, because this field is two years old, but this is the first year that they've actually played on it. So the field is in phenomenal condition. But anytime you have it rain all day, it's going to be a little sloppy, especially in the fourth quarter. They're going to bring a man in motion, or the Irish. That's going to be Ferguson. And rolling out the pass is going to be Byrne. Byrne will get, dump it off to his uh, running back, Schroll. And Schroll is going to get upended right at the first down marker. Tackle made there by Ignacio Rivera. But it's going to be a gain of about nine on the play. And that will be first ten. First time we've seen, number one, a completed pass, Randy. But also the first time we've seen either playmaker from either side be able to get the ball in space. And in that case... Schroll did exactly what you would want a young man to do. He got the ball in space and Turner went directly up the field. Again, as we were just talking about, there's not going to be a whole lot of traction tonight. Going up the field was his best bet. Took advantage of it. First down for the Irish. Byrne averages less than six passes a game. Yes. He's already thrown three in this one. So they're, they're, they're air heavy. Quick handoff up the middle and 
No, fake the handoff, and again, nobody there. If they would have handed it off, Sam uh, Noose was there for the first tackle, so Byrne kept it, and here comes the rest of the uh, of the herd of Mustangs coming up there making a the tackle at the line of scrimmage. That's exactly right, because Noose was looking at the exact same play we were because I thought that runner had the ball, and I thought Noose was doing a great job of reading the play. Well, he was doing a good job reading the play because we were all faked out, but in that case, he did a good job of blowing up and taking that initial fake out because the actual tackle made only resulted in a one-yard gain for the Irish. Well, that zone read, not very effective when you're getting the kind of penetration that uh, you're seeing right now from uh, Trayton Rayford and others. Handoff right up the middle and slipping through there is going to be Schroll. Schroll has enough for the first down and a great open field tackle. Otherwise, we're lined up for an extra point on that far side, and I'm trying to get the number of uh, the Mustang coming up, and that's going to be Chandler Stone who made the tackle. You're exactly right with that, Randy. That was a great open field tackle because if he doesn't make it, the running back for North Platte St. Pat's is still on the move. One of the things, one of the things that we've seen on film, Randy, for the Mustangs is that they play a three-four base, and their linebackers are usually four to five yards off the line of scrimmage. Tonight, they're walking up; they're only about three yards off the scrimmage to stop the run game here. Maryland Eye behind Burn, and they hand it off to the last back out there, and that's going to be uh, nicely. Uh, check that Schroll rather, and Schroll is going to be upended again on a nice open field tackle this time by Rivera. Rivera did a good job there of pursuing that from the inside out from his linebacker position. And again, Sutton on film, every other game that I've seen them so far this year, their linebackers were five, sometimes even six yards behind the line of scrimmage, a little deeper than what you'd normally see linebackers in a a 4-3. In this case, they're walking those linebackers up. They're only about three yards away from the ball now. So again, Sutton is preparing for the run just like the Irish have prepared for Sutton's run. Still no score. Minute 20 to go here, first quarter, second drive of the game. Rolling out is going to be Byrne. Byrne now will tuck it and run. Finds a little open area in the middle, picks up a couple of blocks, has a seam, and he's going to take it 36 yards for a touchdown. That is exactly what you would not normally coach a young man to do. Bryce Byrne had the outside open for him, and he cut back inside, but that's where the lane was, and Bryce Byrne is fast enough. He outran everybody to the end zone. And there is a hold at the 10-yard line, so it's going to negate part of that, and we'll see exactly where they spot that at the 10, back him out to the 20, and that would be enough for a first down. And that might be where that lane came from, Randy, because, again, normally you would coach a young man once he gets to the outside, stay to the outside, find the sideline, get down the sideline. And in this case, he cut back toward the middle. As soon as he did that, I thought, what is this guy doing? In this case, he knew what he was doing. The lane was there, but it was there because of the hole. They'll bring him out to the 25 is where they're going to spot the ball. They haven't put it down yet. They're trying to nurse that ball a little bit and try to keep it as dry as they can, and they're just going to be short of the 25-yard line. So it'll be first and 10 from the 25 as they will move the chains here, will the Irish. And, again, that, that was a way where the flag landed anyway yes. was a ways away from the point of attack. Yes. So it almost seemed like that hold wasn't necessary. But then again, Maybe it was. In any event, out of that Maryland eye, Burns going to hand it off up the middle. That's going to be Troll again. And Troll puts his head down as the rain continues to go. And he's out to about the 15-yard line. That'll be a nice little gain of 10 here for Troll. And right now, the Irish are uh, clicking off some nice runs. Good, sure running there by Troll because instead of trying to run as fast as he can with his arms moving, his arms pumping, and his hand holding onto the ball, he had both hands around the ball going directly up the middle. Great strategy there by Schroll. Good, sure running with this rain coming down, as you said, Randy. Traditional eye formation, burn under center. 
And they're going to hand off to Schroll. Schroll going right up the middle. And why not? That's not a whole lot different than what they've been running in the last three, four plays. He's down about the 10. So he'll gain about five. And uh, that uh, is going to be close to the left. Well, they're going to have to snap one more here as they blow it ready for play with 30 seconds to go before the end of the first quarter. I think the Irish have found something here, Randy, because it's been a steady diet of trap plays, mostly to the right side of the field, because they're finding that same rhythm, they're finding that same combination of blocking schemes up front. The trap play has worked nicely here for North Platte. It's a long five to go here at about the 10-yard line. Burn under center. Schroll is deep in the eye. They'll hand it off to him. He cuts back to the inside, and he's going to gain maybe one yard, and that is going to be it for the final play of quarter number one. We anticipate a quick moving clock uh, as both these two teams like to run the football and don't run outside and get out of bounds very often. But right now, Sutton needs to find a way to stiffen here a little bit. It's going to be third and three from about the nine-yard line. For the North Platte St. Pat's Irish, their second drive of the game will continue. We hear from Sutton when we come back right after this. For all your printing and advertising needs, call Printing MD, your printing doctor in Sutton. Printing MD can do it all, from embossed napkins and wedding invitations to posters and magnetic signs for your vehicle. Printing MD can make a banner for a special occasion or designated parking signs for your lot. Add that to letterheads, envelopes, invoices, business cards, registration forms, posters, brochures, sales bills, and more. Printing MD is your complete printer. Call for a quote on your next printing job. 773-5582. Printing MD, proudly supporting all Sutton. Athletes. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. And welcome back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership, Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC. Glad you could join us for uh, coverage of the 2015 high school football playoffs and want to say thanks to our presenting sponsors, Nebraska Land National Bank, Tom Dinsdale Chevrolet, Mary Landing Hospital, and Husker Power Products. Big play to start the second quarter here. Third and three from about the seven-yard line here for North Platte St. Pat's as they continue to try to establish something up front here against the Mustangs. Still looking for that right combination of success that will get them into the end zone with the play holding instead of the holding call here, Randy. And nice little seam, little room to run. Dancing through there is going to be Schroll. Schroll just kept drifting to the outside. Gets in for the touchdown. Bouncing to the outside, had contact, slipped to his left. Bounced to the outside, had contact, slipped to his left. He made three stutter step moves to his left. Good, sure footing there, planting his right foot, allowing him to go to the left. In this case, the outside, that's what got him into the end zone. So the very first play of the second quarter results in a touchdown. And now the uh, point after here for North Platte St. Pat's. And the kicking game tonight will be an interesting one here, Randy, especially in the fourth quarter. See how the footing on the field holds up. Jaden Brown puts his foot into it, punches it up and in, and the kick is good. So seven to nothing. It is the Irish who jump out on top here with 11.54 to go in quarter number one. They've got the lead after that five points bank touchdown. Five points bank, the better bank. We'll be back here to Sutton right after this timeout. 
this football season, keep your favorite game day traditions running strong with the power and dependability of a brand new pickup. If you've been wanting a new truck, Tom Dinsdale Automotive has an unbeatable selection on their lot. Test drive your favorites and pick the one that's right for you. From Omaha to Denver and Kansas City to Sioux Falls, Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island is your truck destination. Tom Dinsdale, your truck destination. Good luck, Mustangs, from George's Aerial Spring in Sutton. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call today for more information at 402-773-5581. That's 402-773-5581. Go Mustangs, from George's Aerial Spring in Sutton. Welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth as North Platte St. Pat's takes the uh, lead here by a score of 7 to nothing. These two teams do have a common opponent. Very first game of the year, Donovan Trumbull uh, was able to uh, upend the uh, Irish, and then the Irish now have won uh, eight in a row, and uh, that uh, that was 26-20 to 20 was the final there, and then later, Donovan Trumbull lost to Sutton 16-13, to 13. but right now, the Irish do have the lead. So they've got a nice little lead here of 7 to nothing, and now teeing it up is going to be James Schroll, and he'll punch it, a little bit of a low line drive kick, and they're going to Maybe fake the they fake the handoff. So keeping it on the run here is going to be Nathan Honesy. Honesy gets to the outside, and wow, what a tackle! It was made up high, and uh, Cameron Jordan had a lot of forward momentum there for the Irish to make that tackle. Cameron Jordan just made his entire senior year highlight reel with one tackle here in the playoffs. Because you're right, Randy came from the middle part of the field. There is a nice big crown, so he was running downhill directly, even with the. Uh, yard line here, Randy, and in the process of that, just absolutely lit the returner up. Well, they did have some other common opponents. I misspoke, but uh, the one that probably is of note is Don from Trumbull, because that's a good football team. Yes. The other ones, they were lopsided games, and those were kind of hard to compare yes. the numbers. Handoff right up the middle, and a quick hitter, and a nice job getting what he could, and putting his head down is Garrett Leach, and Leach is going to gain about 11. Two keys there, Randy, is number one, you said it, quick hitter. We talked earlier about how the Mustangs in that Maryland eye was taking too long to develop. It was a quick hitting play. The downside of having 10 guys in the box for the Irish is if none of those 10 guys make it, there's nobody back. You've got one guy covering the entire back side of the field, he can't always get there. So the Irish are gambling a little bit now. They only have eight guys in the box. So handoff to Leach. Leach has to put his head down right at the line of scrimmage and a couple of guys getting kind of tangled up on the other side, but both of them walking away from it. Nothing dirty there, even though it lasted a little bit longer. Gain of about a yard and a half, and Leach hit probably behind the line of scrimmage, but moved the whole pile forward a, a, a good yard. Leach is a good, strong runner, six foot, 185 pounds. He's probably a little bigger than that now here later in the season with the weight program. But now we're seeing the Irish start to back off a little bit. Traditionally, we've seen 10 guys in the box. This last play, they only had eight. So they're starting to back up a little bit and respecting the Mustangs here on the outside that are now putting a split end out to the far left into the formation. And he runs behind those pads, does Leach. He is in the I formation here, gets handed the ball off that right side, and he's going to be met at the line of scrimmage. And that time there's enough Irish to keep him from uh, gaining any extra yards. He gets back a line of scrimmage, and that is just going to be about it. Again, another one of those men for the Pats who didn't get credit for the tackle but should get 
credit for the play is number 32, Zach Miller, one of their star D linemen. On his left end position coming in, he cracked the blocker back toward the inside. That's what forced Leach to cut inside where there was help. Credit Miller for making the play, even though he won't get credit for the tackle. Need nine here, third and nine here for North Platte St. Pat's defense. And rolling out looking to throw is going to be Stone. Stone throws it in underneath. It's going to be complete. And getting the first down after putting his head down is going to be Nathan Honesy. Honesy did a great job of coming in underneath there from his right tight end position. As the quarterback took the snap, he rolled it a reverse roll out to his opposite side to the near side of, with near side to us on the press on the press box here and rolled out. Hennessy was wide open on the underneath route coming from his tight end right position all the way across the field to the left. So just inside the 45-yard line as now the Mustangs are in Irish territory trailing at 7 to nothing. And rolling out, looking to throw the ball deep is Stone, and Stone will then look for a uh, underneath route. Good coverage there, and it is incomplete as they were trying to connect with Honesty again. That was the exact same play we saw them hit just the play ago. They ran the exact same play again. What they're doing is they're setting the Irish up off of their play action passing here, Randy, because the Mustangs are so good at passing now they're starting to throw some wrinkles into their offense, and one of those is the simplest play in the book, play action off successful run, look for a guy in the middle. So it will be second and ten, man coming across to motion. That's going to be Leach. He's going to be the lead blocker as they get it out to Sheridan. Sheridan follows Leach's block, takes it off across the 40, and he's going to bring it out to about the 37-yard line. So that's going to be a gain of about seven on the play, a little bit of power football out on the perimeter. You almost get the idea that the Sutton coaches just decided, you know what, the inside run game isn't working for us. We're going to go to some play action. We're going to go to a toss sweep in this case. Toss sweep to the strong side of the formation, the far side of the field from us. He ran directly toward the far end stick here for the first down, and he's got about three, maybe two yards to go to the first down. And tip your hat to Leach. Not only is he a good running back, he made a tremendous block to set up Sheridan on that play. Now Leach is in his uh, familiar eye-back position. Quarterback's going to keep it right up the middle, and uh, he gained about two and a half. This is going to be close, and it's going to be fourth and very manageable if they're short, and it does appear they're going to be short by about a half yard. Short and about a half yard, maybe even the length of the football. It's going to be fourth and very, very short here. Would not at all be surprised to see Sutton just line up and go for it. Yeah, I I think you go for it, no question about it. Uh, You're not going to get a whole lot out of a punt. You might gain 10 yards, but moving the chains is going to be uh, an important aspect here for Sutton, who trail at 7 to nothing, eight and a half minutes to go here before halftime. We'll check some more scores for you. We talked about Donovan Trumbull earlier. They're up 7 to nothing over West Holt. That's an 8-9 matchup. Pitch, and out of getting the edge there is Leach, and Leach is going to have more than enough for the first down. And they isolated him out there and basically says, Leach, I think, Garrett, you can knock over somebody and gain that yard that we need, and he ended up gaining about two and a half, maybe three. Leach has that valuable combination of speed and power that you would want out of every single running back. And in this case, it was a toss sweep to the outside, a little pitch out there. And once he got to the edge, he used his speed to accelerate and then used his power to run over a guy and got three yards after contact. So it will be first and 10 from the 32, eight minutes to go here. And Leach will uh, pitch it out here to Sheridan. Sheridan, I thought, was looking to throw the ball, and he's going to get sacked. That's going to be a huge loss on the play as – Leach came across in motion. They actually pitched it out to Sheridan. Sheridan was looking downfield, looking for Rivera, but didn't have time to find him because the pressure came too quick. That was a time where 
the Irish had nine guys in the box, walked a tenth guy up, and shot that guy off of the left side of their defensive line. The downside for the Mustangs is the left side of the Irish line is the right side of the Mustangs' offensive line. That's exactly where that play went. And that one guy they walked up to put a tenth guy in the box is the guy who made the tackle. So they lost about 13 on the play. And now rolling out here is going to be Stone. Stone throws it in underneath. Caught by Honesy. Honesy picks up a great block at the 30. Has it out to the 20. Has it inside to about the 16-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 28 and a first down. That is the third time now, Randy, we've seen Sutton run that play. Play action. Stone rolls out, has a guy open coming across the formation from his right tight end position all the way to the left. They've made two completions off of it, just missed a third. And in this case, it was a huge completion because it got him out of second and deep, now into first down ball on the 17-yard line. And they're in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. We're in the zone shopping for a new used vehicle. Head to the top of the hill in Kearney on 2nd Avenue. Quick handoff right up the middle. And not much room to run there at all for Leach. But, again, you're going to keep doing that, even though that one gained only two on the play. Nice inside trap play there for the Mustangs, Randy, because he moved straight forward once he got the ball, didn't try to make a cut. One of the things we're noticing now about Mustangs is they're starting to establish a tempo. We haven't seen... Sutton really try and get into a rhythm, but this is the first drive that they put together where they felt like they were in rhythm and working smoothly together. Pitch here by Stone going out to uh, Leach, and Leach is going to be down at about the 11-yard line, so that'll be a gain of four on the play. I want to remind you that uh, coverage are presenting sponsors for high school football during the playoffs, brought to you in part by Mary Landing Healthcare, celebrating 100 years of inspired care. And the ball at the 11-yard line will be third and about five here for the Mustangs. Credit the running there of Garrett Leach because as he got up from his tackle pile, he was one of four men. The other three were all Irish because it took three Irish to bring Leach down on that last play. They break in that very tight huddle and walk up slowly. I thought maybe they were going to sprint up there, but uh, Stone gets under center. Sheridan and Leach behind him. They're going to look to throw. Stone now is going to tuck it and try to get what he can, and he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage maybe as that packet, that uh, pocket collapsed around him. Not a sack necessarily, but that was a coverage problem in terms of uh, how Sutton was, was faced with no opportunities to really do anything. Two different types of blocking are required, one for passing, one for running. In this case, Sutton obviously has phenomenal run blocking, in this, and tonight they're not necessarily as adept at pass blocking. You saw that there, and the Irish took advantage of it for the tackle. Same issue. They put a lot of guys in the box, and here I think we're going to get a timeout. Yes, we are. Sutton's going to call the timeout. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member, FDIC. We're in the second quarter, 5.14 to go before halftime. It's fourth and five from the 12 for the Mustangs as the Sutton trails North Platte St. Pat's 7 to nothing. We come back after this. Clay County Physical Therapy provides you with the care you deserve and the results you desire. Whether it's a sports injury treatment or some other rehab service that you need, call Clay County Physical Therapy at 402-773-0270. Clay County Physical Therapy sends out congratulations to the Sutton Sports teams. 
Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Fourth and five from the 12 here for the Mustangs. Looking to throw here is going to be Stone. Stone has a man. Honesty caught at the goal line. Touchdown! Randy, we've seen Sutton run one pass play all night long. This is the fourth time we've seen that same play. You'd think the Irish get used to it, but Honesy is just so quick coming from his right tight end spot across the field. Three completions, one for that very long gain to get him out of second deep, and now the fourth time tonight, touchdown for the Mustangs. So Chandler Stone, nice little rollout, and just kind of underneath, there's a little bit shorter pattern that time for Honesy, and uh, was able to hit him in stride. That was a well-thrown ball by Chandler Stone. And they're going to go for two here, as is their tradition. Stone looking to pitch, and he'll get it out on this right side, and there's no room to run there for Leach. I got the impression Leach was thinking maybe of throwing that ball as well, but uh, by the time he got the ball, there was an Irish right in his grill. So the try for two is no good. It's 7-6. to six. North Platte St. Pat still has the lead, but the Mustangs cut it down to one with 5.08 to go here before halftime. We're back after this. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. A custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper, north of the railroad, First Avenue, on the bricks, downtown Carney. Back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. A nice little uh, pitch and catch there for Sutton to cut the lead down to 7-6. to six. And now the Mustangs set to kick it off. James Grease will uh, put his foot into it at the 40-yard line. A little short pooch kick is going to hit down at about the 30. One of the upbacks come up and makes one man miss and comes up the middle. And Sheridan makes the tackle after he gets out to about the 43-yard line. And that was not an inconsequential play. That one was awfully close to uh, blowing up in terms of the strategy here against the Mustangs. Well, and the returner, the up man there for the Irish, again, got it to the 43-yard line, but he only had one man to beat, and then all of a sudden he was going to be nothing but green turf in front of him. So he had an opportunity there to bring it back to have his own highlight reel. But in this case, Sutton was able to make the tackle, and the Irish start with great field position for their next drive. 
So Stone and Honesy connect three times on that last drive, including a five-points bank touchdown. Five points bank and Carney, the better bank. Quick handoff up the middle, and Sutton was right there as Nicely's got no room to run at all. Sutton's defense is now starting to take a page out of the Irish defense because they're walking guys up. Instead of their traditional 4-3 with seven guys in the box, they're walking one, walking two guys up. They had nine guys within four yards of the line of scrimmage there, Randy. Sutton's starting to tighten up their run defense. Rain's still coming down here in Sutton, so the field's going to continue to get a little bit, a uh, little bit, a little bit slicker throughout the course of the evening. Hand off to the fullback right up the middle, and uh, nicely again on the carry, and he was treated harshly by Tanner Peterson, who made a great tackle, uh, hit him right at the shoulder pads, and just kind of. No more forward progress. He was that that shoulder was on the ground right now. Did a great job of a good form tackle there. Wrapped his arms up, had his butt low, had his shoulders up, had his head up, made a good sure tackle. That brings up third and long here for the Irish, longer than they would like. They don't necessarily like these third and sixes. Yeah, it's going to be out of the pistol formation here for Byrne. Byrne looking to throw, pressure coming. He makes one man miss, throws it right at the line of scrimmage, and it's going to be short and incomplete. Good no flag there. We happen to be right at the uh, 46-yard line where the throw was, and Byrne was in the backfield barely, but he threw a, a pass that was a little bit short, and it falls incomplete. And if you're Byrne, I understand the desire to want to throw there, but he had just shook a player in his shoes. That player fell on the ground because he was faked out so badly. Byrne had an opportunity to run there. Don't know if he would have gotten the first down, ben but close. he sure would have gotten a lot more yards than no yards with the incomplete pass. Ben close. Punting situation here for the Irish, so the Mustangs will have a couple of guys back deep about the 17-yard uh, line. Good snap into the rain, and a wobbly kick that's going to be picked up on the run. At full speed already is Garrett Leach, and Leach picking an angle, trying to get past the uh, tackler, but Zach Miller was able to knock him out of bounds. Well, not out of bounds, but was able to take that angle away from him. But a great job catching, catching a wobbly ball by Garrett Leach, full speed. Zach Miller moves very well for a guy his size, 6'4", 205-pound senior. And this is the second or third time, Randy, that we've seen him make a good, sure form tackle in space for no yards after contact. Pretty good field position here with 3.45 to go before halftime. First and 10 from their own 35 are going to be the Mustangs, and they will uh, tighten up this formation as they bring one man over to play tight end, and then they're going to split out uh, in the backfield at the wing position there, Oshner uh, to this uh, outside. And they're going to just hand it off to Leach up the middle, and he's not going to get back the line of scrimmage. Randy, we're standing here, and you can hear the coaching staff for the Irish next to us yelling at their uh, coaches on the field. They're off balance, they're off balance because in this case, Sutton had off balance to the left. They went to their weak side of the formation. They were starting to set the Irish up because they were bringing Hosness across the formation there again, faking that pass play that's worked so well. But in this case, they went unbalanced left but ran it to the right. Winner of this game will take on either Aquinas Catholic or Archbishop Bergen. Right now, uh, Aquinas has a 20 to nothing lead. Quick pitch out and trying to get the uh, edge there for Sutton is going to be, uh, it was 33, wasn't it? Or is that yes. Sheridan? Uh, yeah, it was Leach. And Leach trying to get the edge and got what he could. It ends up being a gain of about five as he just really kind of picked an angle. 
and just ran as hard as he could, put his head down, and gained five. It's almost like he picked a spot on the sideline and was trying to run toward that sideline. Unfortunately, the first down sticks are on the other side, so he wasn't exactly sure where the first down was, but did a good job of getting what yards he could, bringing up third and manageable here for the Mustangs. Well, a gain of about five and a half or six because they actually were uh, behind the sticks. Here they're going to pitch it, and looking to run here is going to be Leach, and then there was a lot of lot of Irish there, and that's not going to be Leach's game where he's going to try to stop and cut back in. He wants to get his shoulder pads pointed downhill, and he wasn't able to do it there, and he's going to end up losing about four on the play. The Irish sold out there, Randy, because they had two guys that were coming with reckless abandon, one on their right side of the formation defensively, one on the left side. And in that case, had those two guys not made the tackle, there was nothing but green turf in front of him. But in that case, shooting the gaps and selling out was successful for the Irish. And again, these two defenses are outstanding here for uh, these two teams. Minute 52 to go here, and still huddling up is going to be Sutton. And I think Sutton is going to maybe call a timeout right before the uh, play clock expires, and they do get the timeout. They will call the timeout here with a minute 43 to go. Probably a punning situation here for the Mustangs. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 7-6, to six, the Irish with the lead and probably getting their hands on the football as Sutton has it 4th and 10 from their own 36-yard line. I'm sure the Mustangs will punt when we come back right after this. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. At Sutton Lumber, we're proud to call Sutton home. If you're proud of your home and have projects coming up, from construction to fix it yourself, visit your hometown store. Sutton Lumber, a proud supporter of our Sutton area student-athletes. So Schroll and Isley back deep here for the Irish. Punting situation here for the uh, Mustangs, and Stone will put a foot into it, and he's angling it out of bounds, and he got out of bounds. He dang near hit the track. So they're going to angle that back up. They're going to start about the 40-yard line. Ooh, they got a great spot. And I think the side, Sutton, judge, Sutton I think the side great... judge there was very generous on that spot, Randy. You're exactly right. Well, it almost hit the track at the 40-yard yes. line, and yes. that's where they spotted the ball. Yes. So I would have spotted it closer to the 45, maybe the 47-yard line, but the side judge very generous here for Sutton. They um, they got a couple of extra yards here, according to our officials here in our broadcast. Yeah, I my understanding of how angles work. In any event, Burns going to be out of the pistol formation. They're going to bring a man in motion. That's going to be nicely. They fake the handoff to him, and boy, Burn is hit in the backfield. He's got nowhere to go. First one there was Garrett Stone, and Stone made a nice play. Nothing would have worked there, Randy, for North Platte, because had they gone with the jet sweep, number 66 for Sutton had the edge sealed there. Tragen Rayford, again, had the edge sealed there, so the jet sweep wouldn't have worked. That forced the quarterback to pull it and run inside. In that case, there was nothing there for Byrne. Rain continues here in Sutton, 7-6. to six. Mustangs down by a point with a minute six to go here. St. Pat's looking to throw. Byrne is going to roll out to that left side, throws it late over the middle, but it's going to be caught and into uh, Sutton territory. The ball is going to be down at about the 44-yard line as they were able to dump it in underneath. Nice catch in space there by, I think that was Gary White. Uh, no, that was Brett Riggs. 
And in space there, Randy, is the operative word because there was no one within five yards of the ball when he caught the ball and turned and went upfield. So a gain of about 18 on the play. Second completed pass here. Now looking to throw again is going to be Byrne. Byrne throws it in underneath, and good coverage, but uh, the pass is caught at about the 38-yard line. And they're going to say keep him in back. How in- he got he was, knocked out of bounds. He was out the of bounds. Side judge is winding the clock as if to say keep going because he was tackled in bounds, even though he was pushed out of bounds into the Sutton sideline. So that's going to be a gain of about five, but it forces North Platte St. Pat's to call a timeout with 33 seconds to go here. And again, I thought he was out of bounds. In any event, uh, they will keep him in bounds, and the Irish have to burn a timeout. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 33 seconds to go here before halftime. Seven to six. And after that uh, gain of about five for, uh, for Byrne, uh, he's now thrown six passes. I didn't think we'd see six passes the entire game here for the Irish, and maybe four or five for Sutton. Both teams have been forced to go to the air a little bit because both defenses have done an okay job of making it hard to run the football. Can't say they, they haven't run it, but it's been very difficult. The yards have been hard to come by. Over the course of the regular season for North Platte, St. Pat's, Bryce Byrne has averaged just 50 passing yards per game, which is about average uh, for this game because his counterpart, number six, Chandler Stone, for the Mustangs was averaging about 46 yards. So, again, we weren't expecting much much passing. But, again, both defenses are walking eight, nine, ten guys up within three or four yards of the ball. That's forcing the, the offenses to switch, make some adjustments here. And North Platte with Bryce Byrne has been able to find those seams and move the ball. Byrne will have a quarterback keeper right up the middle. A quarterback draw breaks one tackle, and he'll go out of bounds at about the 28. That's going to be a gain of 10. Not a bad play there, especially since Byrne was able to get out of bounds and stop the clock. That was very nice running there for Bryce Byrne. He's 6'3", 165-pound senior, the number 25-ranked player in the state coming into the preseason, according to Huskerland Prep. And Bryce did a nice job of getting to the sideline and making sure he was out of bounds to stop the clock this time. Burn out of the shotgun, looking to throw. A little pressure coming. Throws it, and he'll throw it outside and nearly intercepted. Breaking on the ball was uh, Lane, excuse me, was, uh, I think that was Leach. Yeah, no, it was uh, Spencer Sanko who was able to drop back and nearly made the interception. In that case, if you're Bryce Byrne, you're between a rock and a hard place because you can't take a sack. You can't afford to burn a timeout in this situation. You had a guy who was open in the flat, but in that case, Sanko had too much closing speed and was able to get up there and knock the ball away. Zurich has a 36-yard field goal on the season. They still need to get uh, another about 10 yards to make that happen. Quarterback draw here, and Byrne is hit and kept in bounds at a after a gain of maybe about two on the play, and the Irish are going to have to burn another timeout. And Byrne was hit, but he also did some hitting back because he had such a head of steam. And again, Bryce Byrne's not a small individual. He's 6'3", 165-pound senior. So he's got the wheels. He had the momentum. As the defender came up, Bryce Byrne actually ran over the defender. But the defender did a good job of tackling Byrne inbounds, forcing the Irish to use their last timeout. And this timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 12 seconds to go. It is to 7-6. The Irish have a one-point lead because they do have a kicking game. Uh, Vizoric was able to hit the extra point, and again, he has a 36-yard field goal on the season. It probably wasn't on a wet, cold, rainy night. No. So I, I don't know if you can get to the 19-yard line and expect that to happen. He's one of three kicking field goals on the season. And uh, so if you're, if you're going to try the field goal, you're probably going to have to get down 
I'd say at least the 10-yard line. You would think because, again, it's rained for the better part of the day here in Sutton, and it is continuing to rain even now. So throughout the course of the game, with every minute, the field's going to get a little bit soggier. So try and maybe throw a pass play here, see what you can get on third down. If you do complete that pass play, you've got to be able to get out of bounds, otherwise you are out of time for the half. And the rain is falling into the Irish's face, which means that the wind is uh, heading their direction as well. So shotgun formation here for Byrne on third and six from the 25. He's looking to throw, and he's got a man on that left side, but to underthrew him, and the closest guy to it was a couple of different Mustangs. A little bit of miscommunication there, Randy, for the Irish because he had two receivers in the area, but unfortunately, as soon as Burns threw the ball, both receivers broke away from the football, so miscommunication there on the route. So seven seconds left, and remember the clock will stop on a first down, which would allow then the opportunity maybe for a timeout. You might be able to throw it in the middle of the field here, about seven seconds left. Uh, this might be just chucking the end zone and see what can happen. That might be the best strategy here for the Irish. They're going to spend two wideouts to the right, two to the left, one back to stay in for Byrne, who is in the shotgun formation. And Byrne looking to throw, is going to lob it into the air, in the end zone, and it's going to be intercepted. Almost a home run Hail Mary pass there, Randy, because as the time, well, the time ticked down to one second, when he caught the ball, the clock stood at one second for about three seconds, and now it says no time remaining on the clock. Yeah, there's no way that play was anything less than seven seconds. They must have, might, might have been slow. In any event, uh, I think they're having a discussion about how much time's left. And now the white cap is telling the press box here to put one second back on the clock. So, yes, we should have one second because that's how long it took, and then that last second mysteriously disappeared and the white cap is saying for one more second you know the play's not over until the tackle's made in the end zone i i don't know i I still think that had to take at least seven seconds in any event it will be sutton ball after it was intercepted i believe the interception was by chandler stone yes and uh he'll kneel on the football and end the first half seven to six this game is exactly as tight as we thought it would be the irish got an extra point uh, when the Mustangs went for two, they did not, and that's the difference in the ball game right now as we head to the locker room. Randy, this game is as equal in stats as it is on the scoreboard because both teams, St. Patrick's and Sutton, came in rushing for a lot of yards per game. Sutton at about 377 and North Platte about 260 per game. Both were passing for very few yards per game, 52 for St. Pat's, a little more than that, and then Sutton about 45, 46. So total yards per game, uh, Sutton was averaging about 425, and North Platte was averaging about 315. So again, the averages were pretty similar. The advantage there is, is to Sutton. But St. Pat's was averaging far more points a game. So even though Sutton was averaging about 100 yards more a game, St. Patrick's was averaging about 14 points more a game. So one has more yards, one has more points. They're very even. If you go down the line and look at the playmakers, look at the stars for each team, Irish has theirs. They're about equal to Sutton, who has theirs. And that equality is showing here on the scoreboard with a 7-6 game. Well, we'll take a, a little break here. When we come back, we'll update you on all the scores from all the playoff games from across the state, and we'll also give you our scoring summary here as well as our halftime statistics. When we return with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report, coming up right after this timeout. 
At Aceracare Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at aceracare.com. Aceracare Hospice, caring for moments that matter. go into nursing because you have a vision of being able to make a difference in people's lives. I remember the nurse when I was a child and going to the doctor's office. I guess that was what I always just wanted to do. It's the nurses that make the difference as to whether a patient really feels good about being here and feels like they're in good hands. I think the nurses gained status because they lived it number one, but they also brought all that knowledge and expertise from many years of dealing with pretty much any situation that they might run into. They became respected by the medical staff as very highly qualified registered nurses. So I'm, I'm kind of proud of them. Celebrating 100 years of inspired care, Mary Lanning Healthcare. And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service, Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. We're here in Sutton, where right now the Mustangs are down at halftime to North Platte St. Pat's by a score of 7-6. to six. Both these two teams, 8-1 and one on the year. And in the top 10, we anticipated a great matchup here, Brandon Bennis, and that's exactly what we've got after we play 24 minutes of football in about 27 minutes. We were talking right before the break, Randy, about how even and equal these, these two teams were. One team, Sutton, scores, or excuse me, generates more yards per game every game on average. But on the other hand, North Platte is the one that actually scores more points. Both teams have an even record at 8-1. and one. The one loss was St. Pat's week one loss at Donovan Trouble, and then Sutton's one loss was week eight at Hastings St. Cecilia. Donovan Trumbull, as you said very early in the broadcast, is a common opponent. Donovan Trumbull beat St. Pat's, but then came back and lost to Sutton. And then the other two common opponents, St. Pat's beat Wood River 62-6, to and then Sutton beat Wood River 50 to nothing. So, again, very similar in that aspect there. The third common opponent was Southern Valley. Southern Valley got beat by North Platte St. Pat's 36 to nothing, and then almost took one away from Sutton. Southern Valley lost to Sutton 22 to 20. So in that case, the co- the common opponent Sutton is three and zero. St. Pat's is two and one. Very similar in the offense, in the schemes, in the scams, in everything else, and that is translating to the difference in the game one point on the missed two point conversion for Sutton. Let's uh, get to our scoring summary. We'll begin, first of all, very first play of the second quarter. James Schroll was able to run in eight yards out to capitalize on the drive here for North Platte St. Pat's. The extra point was good, and that made it 7 to nothing. And then a couple of drives later, it was Chandler Stone able to hit Nathan Honesy on a 12-yard touchdown pass. They went for two, did not get it, and so they were at 7-6 to six with 5.05 to go before halftime, and that is our score here at intermission as well. That is the scoring summary 
Statistically, looking at things here for the Irish, Bryce Byrne has carried the ball six times for 24 yards. Lane Nicely has five carries for eight yards. James Schroll has nine carries for 43 yards, so a total of 75 yards on the ground here in the first half. In the air, Bryce Byrne is three of eight throwing the football for a total of 32 yards, so that's 107 yards of total offense for North Platte St. Pat's here at intermission. For Sutton, Chandler Stone has carried the ball a couple of times for two yards. Tanner Peterson, one carry for eight yards. Tristan Sheridan, two carries for a negative six yards. They kind of ran a a fake halfback pass, and it didn't work out, and they lost 13 yards on the play. Uh, Garrett Leach has carried the ball 14 times for 25 yards, so he is still about 27, 28 yards away from making that 2,000-yard mark on the season. Again, Leach, 14 carries for 25 yards, a total uh, of uh, 29 yards rushing here in the first half. In the air, Chandler Stone is three out of four. All three balls caught went to Nathan Honesy, basically the same play, for a total of 56 yards there, including that 12-yard touchdown pass. They went for two, were not able to get it. So, again, 56 yards uh, in the air, uh, 29 yards on the ground, a total of 85 yards here for Sutton in the first half, and, again, a total of 107 yards for North Platte St. Pat's here at uh, intermission. And that is your sports wrap-up. Brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go through all the scores from across the state. Don't forget that coming up at the conclusion of this game, we'll also have the CPI Tire Friday Night Scoreboard Show, which will uh, do that as well and, and recap everything for you coming up at the conclusion of this game. Once again, we're at halftime. 7-6, to six, Sutton is trailing North Platte St. Pat's here at intermission. And we'll return to Sutton right after this timeout. Farmers, are weeds attacking your combine this harvest? Are you finding it harder to control weeds resistant to glyphosate? Let your local Aurora Cooperative agronomist provide you with fall burndown options to manage those tough-to-control winter annual weeds, allowing you to plant your spring crops without competing with yield-robbing weeds while preserving moisture and nutrients in the seed bed. Protect your investment with a whole farm solution with the help of your Aurora agronomy professional. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service. From seasoned pros like Steve Barinol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Buzz's Marine is bringing Christmas to your family early. At Buzz's Marine, we have been creating family memories since 1956. This year, our elves have outdone themselves and have our certified used boats detailed and inside. Don't wait. Get to Buzz's Marine today before our 36th annual used boat show, January 9th through the 16th, and get the perfect boat that is right for your family. Financing is available on everything from pontoons, deck boats, sport boats, and fishing boats. View our used inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or stop by to browse through our 60,000 square feet of indoor showrooms. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. And welcome back here to the Sutton High School. Brand new facility. Uh, first year they've actually played on it. They've had grass here for a couple of years. It is holding up to the rain. And we'll see if the Mustangs can uh, hold up here to the Irish as they trail it 7-6 to six here at intermission. And we are back here with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Let's go through all the scores that we have for you from across the state. We'll begin. We'll just kind of do this 
somewhat numerically. We'll start with Class A. Top seed at Bellevue West has a 27-0 lead over North Star there at halftime. Eighth-seeded uh, Norfolk at home, leading 6-0 over Millard South. Millard North at home got past Kearney 37-21. That game was closer than that score indicates. The uh, the uh, Bearcats with a tough effort here, but Millard North does win 37-21. Good season wrapped up there for the Bearcats. A game heard earlier right here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM. You know, they a recap of that game from Doug Duda on the CPI Tire Friday Night Scoreboard Show when we wrap up things here in Sutton. Uh, also in Class A, four-seeded Omaha Central, 14-7 over North Platte. Uh, there at halftime. Also at the intermission is 14th seeded Omaha North leading at third seeded Grand Island, 14 to 10. Also at halftime. In fact, all the Class A scores are at halftime. Papillion La Vista, the 14 seed, leading six seeded Omaha West Side, 14 to nothing. A 14 point lead for seven seeded Papillion La Vista South at Crate, uh, against Creighton Pret, 28 to 14. And second seeded Millard West with a seven nothing lead over Northeast. Also at halftime in Class B, top seeded Aurora, no problem with Alliance. A final of fifty-four to thirteen. They'll be taking on Gretna. The Dragons at home got past Scotts Bluff, forty-two to twenty-eight. That is a tough second-round matchup. Aurora and Gretna. That will be played in Aurora. Uh, Fifth-seeded McCook with a 7-0 lead over Beatrice. They're in the second quarter in McCook. In Plattsmouth, Plattsmouth with a 27-0 lead over Bennington. It's a final. Elkhorn South had no problem with with, uh, Sydney. 70-20, the final there for the Storm. At intermission, sixth-seeded York leads Omaha Ron Cowley 14-0. That's the same lead for the visiting team in Northwest. Pius X leading the Vikings 14 to nothing. That game is at halftime. Northwest is seeded number seven. Second seeded Scott with a 23 to three lead at home against Waverly. In Class C1, top seeded Columbus Scotus 35 nothing over O'Neill at halftime. They'll have a running clock to start the second half. Ashland Greenwood over Chase County, a final of 42 to 14. Right now, uh, a uh, lead for Central City 13 to nothing at home against Broken Bow. That's at halftime. At uh, the intermission as well, fourth-seeded Wilbur Claytonia leads Boone Central Newman Grove 7-6. to six. Same score that we have here in Class C2 with Sutton trailing right now at home. Uh, Third-seeded Boystown over Syracuse, 7 to nothing. Six-seeded Wahoo with a 14-7 lead over Holdridge at intermission. Also at halftime, seven-seeded Ogallala over Bishop Newman, 17-13. to 13. They're at intermission. Nofo Catholic... Shut out Fall City, 42 to nothing. That is a final. And here in Class C2, top seed at Battle Creek with a 35 nothing lead over Elmwood Murdoch. And uh, Donovan Trumbull at halftime, the eighth seed, has the lead at home against West Holt, 7 to nothing. Also at intermission, Oakland Craig, the number five seed over uh, Omaha Brownell Talbot, 20 to 7. The winner of that game will be taking on Gibbon, the fourth seeded Buffaloes, with a 33 33- to eight win over Bridgeport, a game heard earlier on our sister station, ESPN 1460 and 1550. The winner of this game will take on probably Aquinas Catholic because Aquinas right now leads Bergen 34 to nothing. They're in the second quarter, and uh, the winner of that game will, uh, will, will take on the winner of this game. As we mentioned, St. Pat's with a 7 to nothing lead. If St. Pat's wins and Aquinas holds on, St. Pat's would host Aquinas Catholic. If Sutton wins, they would travel 
to Aquinas Catholic because both teams were home today. Seven seeded UTAM with a 20 to 7 win over Crofton. That is a final. And uh, it appears second seeded St. Cecilia is going to roll on. They have a 35 nothing lead over Tri County. That game is on our sister station, KHAS Radio. In six man action tonight, it's uh, Riverside with a 52 to 12 win over Juanita Palisade. They'll be taking on Silver Lake, who had a 48 44 win over Spalding Academy. You've got to love six man scores, don't you? <laughs> Wilcox Hill at the sixth seed with a 21 to 6 lead over St. Ed. That game is just in the first quarter. And at halftime, it's Hyannis 28 to 18 over Arthur County, and there you go. Platte River Radio will deliver all the scores, and Ashley Furniture Home Store will deliver your dream furniture right to your door. Contact them for delivery in the Kearney area. Once again, halftime here in Sutton. The Mustangs are down 7-6 to six to North Platte St. Pat's. We'll continue with more of the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this timeout. Community is a place that means coming together, a place where smiles are warm, where handshakes are firm, the day's work is honest. Buffalo County Farm Bureau is hometown proud. We work for farm and ranch families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm or ranch, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Visit nefb.org to learn more. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust with all your heating needs. Winter will be here soon. Is your heating system ready? Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Kelly and the crew will check out everything on your furnace or heat pump to make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. And welcome back here to the uh, halftime show brought to you by Ravenna Sanitation. As we're at intermission, Sutton and North Platte St. Pat. Sutton, statistically a little bit of an edge. They also have the edge on the scoreboard at 7-6. to six. But uh, you've seen a little bit more success throwing the football for Sutton. That might be something that they can come back to. It is. And, again, that very much is reflective of the the stats as we did our research prior to the game, Randy, because Sutton usually has the better statistics. They have the overall lead in rushing. They have the overall lead in yards per game by about a factor of 100 yards per game. But again, St. Pat's is scoring the more points. So whereas Sutton has the most yards throughout the season, just like they do in the game this evening, St. Pat's has the advantage on the scoreboard, just as they do here this evening. And one of the things we were talking about during our halftime break here, Randy, is the fact that Sutton could go inside of their locker room. They were able to get dried off a little bit, get warmed up a little bit, maybe be able to get to, to some stretches and a, a trainer's table or two. St. Pat's spent the entire halftime down, huddled on the goal line with a coach talking to him. So not only do they not get to go in and use a marker board, use a restroom, be able to get in out of the elements this evening, they had to stay outside throughout the entire halftime. Now, there is some philosophy, as you were mentioning, Randy, where coaches like to be able to stay outside. They like to be able to stay in the elements so they don't have to get used to the warmth and then used to the cold again. But I'm of the philosophy, Randy, I want to be able to come inside, I want to be able to get out of the rain, and I want to be able to get warmed up a little bit. St. Pat's hasn't been able to get warmed up since the 
beginning of the game. Since they got off the bus. Exactly. Yeah. And so throughout the evening, see if that doesn't start to wear on the St. Pat's team a little bit because they weren't able to get a little bit of a break at halftime. Well, we kind of said, I said that that was a philosophy. I didn't say I believed in that philosophy. Yeah. I'm with you. I'd rather Absolutely. warm up a little bit. And that it, it helps the muscles a little bit to allow them to kind of uh, um, not always be, because when you're cold, your muscles are tight, allows them to relax a little bit and kind of gets them the opportunity to rest up a little bit uh, as well. So We'll see if that is a factor, uh, and, and both teams play about the same number of players. You know, I, I don't think depth, I don't think one team necessarily is going to wear down the other. It may very well happen one team gets worn down, but it won't be because they play a lot more players. That's exactly right, Randy. And if depth does become an issue, Sutton has far less reserves than what North Platte did. North Platte brought a whole bus full of kids. They have a large number of, of players on the far side here that are not playing in the game at any given time. Sutton doesn't have nearly that many people. So again, a little bit of a home field advantage here, but in this case, in terms of numbers, St. Pat's has that advantage. Yeah, and again, uh, you know, the, the the bad news uh, with the uh, injury for Clark as yes, well. Absolutely, uh, kind of, and that's one of those guys. Garrett Clark is a tremendous football player, and for him not be able to play and and uh, on crutches on the sideline, that is uh, bad news here for Sutton as well. But fortunately, no one else has been hurt so far here in the ball game. This injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back to the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And that will wrap up the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. Sutton is all set and ready to kick things off here. There's still about uh, five seconds uh, to go on the clock here. So the uh, Irish now, they'll, they'll come out now that there's zeros on the clock and get themselves all set up and we'll start the second half here with North Platte St. Pat's leading here in Sutton by a score of 7-6. to six. And again, I don't think philosophies are going to change a whole lot, no. but I think what you've seen, you might see a little bit more in terms of adjusting that game plan. Both teams are going to run the football, but I don't know if Sutton is going to try to get, run between the tackles as much as they did in, the, tried in the first half. They did have some success with that speed option or that toss play to the right side. They also had some success passing. Let's see if they can keep that up. Short little pooch kick that's caught by one of the upbacks on the fly, and he runs across the formation and is eventually going to be erased there by James Grease and among others. As uh, picking up the uh, ball and flipping it to the official now is going to be Cameron Riggs, and Riggs, the sophomore, gets to say he had a kickoff return in the playoffs. That's exactly right, and a great job of him picking up the ball the ball came right to him off the bounce, and he went straight forward. Didn't try to make a highlight play. Didn't try to make a move. Ball spotted right now on the 45-yard line. Cliche because it's true, Randy. Most important drive of the game is the first drive in the third quarter. Let's see what the Irish can do. They've got it at the 45-yard line, and one back in the backfield. They're going to pitch it out, and wow, great open field tackle by Honesty as Honesty is able to bring down Schroll for a loss of a five. I don't often say it, Randy, when a loss of five is a good thing, but Honesty withstood a block in the back in order to make that tackle. So actually what should have been a first down and about 12-yard uh, penalty and 22 to go. So it should be first down and 22. In this case, it's second and five. So it's good that it was only a loss of five. It could have been much worse with that holding penalty. They're going to go out of that I formation again. Burn is under center now at his own 40-yard line, and he'll ran it off to that left side. And again, no room to run as Tanner Peterson this time up in Shrill for a loss. Lots of fire coming out of the halftime locker room, Randy. Lots of emotion here for 
for Sutton. Home playoff game, they did well last season, but lost in the first round of the playoffs. They don't want to have that first that uh, fate of, of the first round befall them again. They're starting to build a little bit of more. And St. Pat's, again, they've got something to do here. Third and deep, first uh, drive of the third quarter. Third and 16, and there's going to be a flag down as soon as they break the huddle here. And i got to think that that is on your offense, that they had some sort of substitution infraction or something. Thrown on the far side by the headlinesman over there by the sticks. And the White Hat's going to give a sideline warning to North Platte St. Pat's. It's not a penalty. I mean, it, it's, it's a penalty, but no yardage is assessed, blah, 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 blah. Do it again. Then we'll have uh, an actual uh, infraction there. So the only thing St. Pat's has got their warning, warning for. Yeah, yeah, they've got their warning. And they're going to go with kind of that pro formation and in motion now is going to be Schwoll out of it. It's only one back in the backfield. They're looking to throw to Schwoll. He's well covered. So now scrambling is going to be Byrne. Byrne runs. He's going to tuck and he's going to get hit, knocked back, keeps his balance, and is going to end up gaining about eight on the play. He was hit, knocked back about two yards, and then was able to bounce off a good hard run there by Byrne as he gains eight, but it was third and 15. And I couldn't see who it was, Randy, but the defender for Sutton hit him really high, and that allowed Byrne, even with his high center of gravity, to keep his legs moving forward. And unfortunately here for the Irish, we have an injured player at about the 45-yard line. And we'll check number for you and see what uh, what have a sense of what that injury is. Uh, back deep is going to be Brett Simonson, and Simonson is going to be joined back there by uh, Garrett Leach as well. And again, they're still attending to the player uh, in front of the North Platte St. Pat's bench. And, uh, you know, whenever that happens, you see an injured kid out there, you just kind of say that, that quick little private prayer to make sure that he's going to be okay because uh, he is not moving over there. Um, but now he is. He's moving those legs. So I, I think we're probably looking at – did you have a sense of what the injury is? It, I don't know, Randy, but he was in a lot of pain when he first went down. He was writhing back and forth, rolling over, trying to roll over to his back, and he was able to finally do it. So in that case, it just indicated that he was in a lot of pain, and then he didn't move there for a while, and that's what spooked me because yeah. a player that's in a lot of pain initially and then stops moving, you have that little shortness of breath there wondering exactly how serious the injury is. Yeah, but he Good for up. him. He was able to walk off over his own power. That he, was Corey Clinch. Yeah. He had a little bit of an escort there, so he was able to walk off on his own power that makes you feel good. So he comes off. It's going to be now fourth and seven, punting situation. Long count here. Good snap. Not much pressure. A low kick, and it's going to be picked up on the run here by Leach, and Leach is just going to bring it across the 25-yard line. And again, just a low kick. Catch it, try to find an angle, and uh, there was enough Irish there that there was really no room for Leash to go, and it'll be first and 10 from the 25 here for Sutton. Number 33, Garrett Leach for Sutton, was the one who made the reception or um, made the punt return, and it was number 33 for the Irish, Cameron Jordan, who made the tackle. And all he had to do was knock his heels together, and Leach came tumbling down. Oh, my. First and 10 from the 25-yard line. Tight eye formation, and they'll hand the ball off to big number 33, and he just goes right up the middle, slips through a little seam, and then moves the pile forward, and Garrett Leach is going to gain about 
eight yards, kind of like a big old truck you can get at Tom Dinsdale Autoplex in Grand Island. All you need to know in Central Nebraska is Tom Dinsdale Autoplex and TomDinsdale.com, and they are presenting sponsors of the 2000 football, 2015 high school football playoffs here on Platte River Radio. Eight yards right up the middle for Garrett Leach, and that was running like a man possessed. He really was, and at six foot and 185 pounds, he's a heck of a load for anybody to bring down. Eye formation again. In fact, Maryland eye. They bring in that second fullback, and they hand off to Leach, and Leach is going to gain about four right up the middle, and that's going to be his 16th carry of the game. He is the game plan, and why not? The young man has run for uh, almost 2,000 yards. He's not quite uh, there yet. He needs to gain about another 13 yards or so, and he'd be in a 2,000-yard club. And Leach did a great job even last year. He was one of the top returning players um, this year from his sophomore season last year. So Leach was somebody that was on everybody's radar. Everybody was game planning for him. They just can't stop him. And they will hand the ball off to him again. Now that Maryland eye breaks a couple of tackles as his fullbacks erase a couple of guys, and he's going to go up for a gain of about eight. Randy, you're exactly right. He broke a tackle uh, a low ankle tackle attempt didn't work. They had a hip tackle attempt. He was so strong, kept his legs moving forward, wasn't able to stop him. And in this case, it took a third and a fourth guy to bring him down. Anytime on first down, you can gain eight yards, put yourself at second and short, second and two in this case, credit the front uh, offensive line and the front line blocking there for the Mustangs. And again, they go two tight ends and a handoff to uh, the fullback on that left side. And enough room there for the first down as uh, I think that was was carried by Sheridan. Good quality trap blocking there by the Mustangs offensive line because a fullback play usually doesn't get you that much. But in this case, you only needed two yards. And in this this particular situation, you got three. three, So in this case, the ball spotted on the 50-yard line. Yeah, back end of the football is on the 50, so... Makes the math kind of easy. That guy get to the 40-yard line. 8.24 to go here in the third quarter. Sutton trailing at 7-6. to six. This is their first possession of the second half. And there's a penalty. I did not see what the penalty was. I didn't see a flag on the field. I saw the guys with the first down sticks walking toward the far end of the field as if it was a longer gain. But the dial it down, the actual ball was spotted, as you said, with the back end of the ball on the 50. This is a 15-yard penalty, and I didn't see a flag on the field. I didn't see a flag, nor did I see the indication. They're going to go out of the Maryland eye from the 35-yard line. Hand off and no room to run there at all for Leach as he gets stuffed up. And uh, so the chain gang will actually back up about a yard here. The chain gang moving the chains just like Carney Towing Repair will do for you if you're stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. And they headed the wrong direction on that play, but... I would not be surprised to see Garrett Leach carry the ball again. They sure did, Randy, and you're right. Garrett Leach is going to get a lot of carries, but in this case, this is a play out of the Maryland eye that they had run about three or four times before, and the Irish were ready for it. And again, they're going to go with uh, an unbalanced line here. They fake the handoff, rolling out a stone looking to throw, and there's a flag thrown right at the point of attack, and he's going to end up losing a couple of yards. They only had... Well, they had Honesty on the far side, but they were rolling around looking to throw it underneath here to Ignacio Rivera, and there is a flag down 
it's where it could either be a hold or something on the tackle. The white cap has already given us a preliminary indication it is a hold against the Mustangs. And in this case, you can't really fault the offensive lineman guilty of the hold because Stone was going one way. He had a good block. And because Stone reversed his field, that means all of a sudden the good block goes from a legal block to an illegal block because of the angle. So in this case, the offensive lineman really didn't do anything wrong. It's just Stone in the process of switching directions made that block illegal and a big loss here on the holding call. So they've got to get to the 25-yard line, and they're going to back them up to the 47. So this will be uh, second and about close to the 48. So we'll call it second and 23. So, again, Sutton, a running team. There's not a lot of plays out there in uh, two downs that will get you that many yards. So we'll see whether or not they go to the air. And uh, Sutton just a little disorganized right now, facing something they don't have to. So they're forced to call a timeout. 7-19 to go here, third quarter. They trail it 7-6 to six against the North Platte State Pats Irish. And this timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. We're back to Sutton right after this. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Second and 23 from the 48. Hand off to Leach. He's got a little seam up the middle. Breaks a tackle. Has one man to beat, and he makes an open field tackle at about the 30-yard line. It'll be a gain of about, well, they're going to give him short of 30, so it'll be a gain of about uh, 16 on the play. It's going to set up now third and reasonable. D cleated there by number eight, Bryce Byrne, and Bryce Byrne tackled him and then helped him right back up. Good sportsmanship there by Mr. Byrne. Gain of 16, we'll call it. Ball spotted now at about the 31 and a half, maybe the 32, and they've got to get down to the 25. On that last play, Randy, the key for success for uh, Sutton was not only the good running, but the linebacker shot the wrong hole there. And off, just off tackle, and he's going to get about half of what they need here on third, and we'll call it six or seven, and it's going to set up now fourth and reasonable. Second play in a row, Randy, that we've seen North Platte St. Pat's try to shoot a linebacker through the A-gap, and in this case, they went to the right hole and were able to stop him for a short game. They obviously will go for it here on fourth and two from the 26-yard line. Down by a point are the Mustangs. But they've got the ball in pretty good position here. They've got to get all the way to the 25 from the 27. Handoff. Leach running east and west. Cuts back to the inside. Breaks one tackle. Has enough for the first down after a gain of four. Great open field running there by Mr. Leach because he did what he needed to do. He got to the outside. He had the one man to beat. He shed a tackler. Had that tackler for the iris tackled him initially at contact, it would have been behind the line again. But that power game, power, his power absolutely. style of running works very effectively when you don't have to break five guys there. There's only going to be one because you run to the outside. 
Got so about, it's still kind of a power game, even though they are out on the perimeter. Got about three yards after contact. Maryland eye, handoff to Leach. Leach up the middle, slips through, breaks one tackle, and he's going to gain about six on the play. Set up now second and four as they're inside the red zone. When you're in the zone shopping for a new or used vehicle, head to the top of the hill, 2nd Avenue at 42nd Street, Carney's hometown Ford store, and home of the Platte Valley Auto of Carney red zone as it'll be second, and we'll call it three after we'll, we'll call that a gain of seven. On the 22nd carry of the game for Garrett Leach, and Leach right at 2,000 yards, give or take about two yards here. Haven't told it up. Hand off to the fullback right up the middle. And Sheridan just uh, runs forward, and he's going to be close to the first down. In fact, uh, the way they got that spotted, I'd say that's a gain of four and enough for the uh, to move the chains here. It looks like it's going to be really, really close. Still unpiling well, the, 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 here, the, the, the far official, yeah. The far official, when he walked out there, he was a good half, maybe even a full yard behind the sticks. And unfortunately here for the Irish, uh, potentially a big loss because number eight, Bryce Byrne, the quarterback, and one of their star defensive uh, backs here, very, very slow to get up, and now he's sat back down in a crouching position, Randy. So he's a little banged up right now. This injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting it back in the game of life with two locations in Kearney. They've uh, bringing out uh, some medical assistance here. As, uh, Byrne is just kind of squatted down there, kind of like a catcher behind the plate, uh, and uh, they're attending to him. Now he sits back on his keister, and they're attending to him. That could be you know, a hamstring. It could be all, uh, all sorts of things there. But he is now crawling and now gimping on that uh, right leg. And I don't know if that's knee, ankle, or, or hip. In any event, uh, he's going to come out of the, the field of play here. 5.04 to go here in the third quarter. 7-6, Sutton is down, but they are threatening. They've got it first and 10 from the 13-yard line as they are in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney red zone. Many times throughout our game this evening, Randy, we've been on this end of the field with Sutton and the ball in the red zone. Sutton needs to find a way to punch it in get the two-point conversion, and get it to 14-7. to Leach is the eye back, and they're going to run the option. Keeping it is going to be Stone. Stone breaks one tackle. Good read there by Stone as he had a little seam kind of curled in underneath, and he's going to have a nice little gain of about five on the play. And again, stay on schedule. And They're going to mark him short of a gain of five. It's going to be a gain of about four, maybe four and a half. Stone not only broke a tackle, but he was also dragging a defender who had a, who had a hold of his jersey with him. So in this case, Stone really took about two and a half defenseman to bring him down so seven to six as we mentioned now 420 to go here third quarter best chance of the game so far for Sutton to take the lead they did go for two after their touchdown could have taken the lead then here they're going to run the option stone is going to keep it himself good decision there even though he's not going to gain any yards he might actually lose a little bit but that collapsed on him and had he done something else with the football he would have put that football at risk And credit there, number 75, Corey Clinch, for making the tackle from his defensive line position. 6'2", 185-pound senior. Did what he needed to do to shoot the gap there. Did a little swim move over and then a rip underneath and was able to get into the backfield, dropping for a loss. This is a big, big third down play here for the Mustangs. Third down and five, ball spotted on the seven-yard line. And uh, Clinch was banged up a little bit earlier, and he's come back and playing a little bit hurt here. I-formation on third down, handoff, cutting back to the inside is going to be Leach, and that hole is going to close after he gets across the five-yard line, and it's going to set up now fourth and about two and a half. 
Good job again there by Clinch because from his defensive line position, he forced Leach to go to the inside where there was help in a tackle. And they very quickly come up to the line. They don't want St. Pat's to make too many adjustments here as they bring a man across in motion. And uh, Oxner is going to line up to this outside. Under center is going to be Stone. Stone fakes the handoff. He's looking to throw. Pressure comes. Throws it in underneath. Has a man. Touchdown! That is the play that we have seen Sutton run so many times. Normally, in this case, Honesty is the underneath receiver, but with this particular play, they made a quick adjustment. Honesty was your distraction underneath. They hit the receiver over the top at about nine yards deep in the end zone. Nicely designed, nicely executed play for the Mustangs. Tanner Peterson with just his fourth catch of the year, and it puts... The Mustangs ahead of St. Pat's, 12-7, to and, of course, they will go for two. Randy, you know, there's two schools of thought if you run the same play over and over again. One is if you run it over and over again, you do it because it works. The other philosophy is you do it over and over again, the other team is going to adapt to it and be able to snuff it out. In this case, the Irish haven't been able to stop that play. They fake the handoff to Leach. They throw it and wide open on that right side, and it is going to be incomplete. Honesty had it in his hands and was running out of a little bit of room there. I think he was worried about the sideline because on that angle, that was going to be very close, and he was worried about his feet, and it went off of his hands, and it falls incomplete, so the two-point conversion is no good. Great call, but maybe that ball needed to be thrown a little bit sooner. In any event, it is 12-7. to The Mustangs take the lead here at home against St. Pat's. 12 to 7, they've got the lead, and they'll kick it off. We come back right after this timeout. Sure, you know Fanatics is a great place to watch the game and have great food. But Fanatics is also the perfect place for your holiday party. Their party room can be set up for an intimate gathering or a company Christmas party for up to 100. Order straight from the menu, or Fanatics will customize a meal for you and your guests. Enjoy your privacy or join the fun with everybody else at Fanatics. Fanatics does birthday and graduation parties, too. Holiday parties are more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks, Central Avenue, Kearney. Good luck, Mustangs, from George's Aerial Spring in Sutton. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call today for more information at 402-773-5581. That's 402-773-5581. Go Mustangs from George's Aerial Spring in Sutton. Clay County Physical Therapy provides you with the care you deserve and the results you desire. Whether it's a sports injury treatment or some other rehab service that you need, call Clay County Physical Therapy at 402-773-0270. Clay County Physical Therapy sends out congratulations to the Sutton Sports teams. And welcome back here to Sutton as a little bit of a strange kickoff, kind of an onside and nearly picked up by the Mustangs, but picking up the ball is Gabe Vizorek, who kneeled on the football about a yard away. It was touched by one of the upbacks, so it was a live ball and nearly recovered by Sutton. As Again, they don't want to kick the ball deep and get uh, the St. Pat's uh, return game kicked into high gear. So a good strategy there for Sutton, but it almost backfired on him because one of the upbacks for the Irish had the ball run right between his hands. It bounced over him. Again, ball's a little slick. It's continuing to rain as it has all day here in Sutton, and Sutton was almost able to come up with that ball. So it'll be first and 10 from the 30-yard line, handoff to the uh, tailback and right into the welcoming, welcoming arms of, I believe, Jacob Grease right there. And uh, also in on the tackle was uh, 76, who I do not have on my roster. For, that, that might be Garrett Stone. Yeah, 
for St. Pat's, what you have to do is just calm the troops down, say, all right, guys, what's got us here all season long is a steady diet of running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. And again, they average over 40 points a game, Randy, and all they need to do is calm down here, go back to what got them here, because right now even a touchdown would give them the lead. So it'll be second and eight, I formation, and uh, Byrne back into the game, has time to throw, throws it in underneath, and it's going to be intercepted. He overthrew the target, and it's going to be caught by Sheridan. Sheridan, part of a mob, down the sideline, pushing the pile forward inside the 20-yard line, Sutton with the lead and the football at the 18-yard line. A ball that was way underthrown and picked up by the Mustangs. Just an unfortunate decision there for the quarterback, Bryce Byrne, because he had a guy underneath that was open. He had two guys about 20 yards deeper than that running in space. Both of them were wide open. And unfortunately, he threw it to the middle of all of his open receivers, and that's where the defender was for Sutton. Sutton now, again, as you said, Randy, with the lead, ball spotted on the 18-yard line. They're already inside the red zone. The Platte Valley Auto of Carney red zone, and they'll hand it off right up the middle and breaking a tackle and getting toward the goal line as Leach. He spins in for the touchdown. An 18-yard run for Leach and a five-points bank touchdown that puts the Mustangs up by two scores. That's the Garrett Leach that we were hoping to see all game long because Garrett Leach really never felt like he was in rhythm in the first half. In the second half with that first drive and that second drive felt like he was getting a little bit more in rhythm. And now one run, 18 yards, six points. Mustangs rolling here mid, actually late now third quarter. Before that handoff, Leach was close to that 2,000-yard mark. Well, well with that 18-yard well rush is more than 2,000. They're going to go for two again. Under center is Stone. Stone with a little counter play, hands it off, and trying to come across there is Tanner Peterson. And I don't think Peterson got any part of his anatomy, let alone the football across the goal line. So the try for two is no good. But now an 11-point lead for the Mustangs, 18-7 to with a minute 54 to go. Took one play after the interception for the Mustangs to get in the end zone and a five-point spank touchdown for an 11-point lead. 154 to go, 18-7. to We're back to Sutton right after this. Hi, I'm Dana Grease, your pharmacist at Sutton Pharmacy. We've been your full-service neighborhood pharmacy since 2007. We are committed to working with you and your health care providers to give you the best personalized care. We offer a full line of Good Neighbor Pharmacy products to meet your health care needs. Sutton Pharmacy also offers deliveries to Sutton and Edgar for your convenience. Locally owned, locally operated, locally loved. Sutton Pharmacy. And welcome back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. And- Nebraska Land National Bank, also one of our presenting sponsors, bringing us coverage of high school football, all the playoffs on all of our myriad of stations. Nebraska Land National Bank, local people, local decisions, local ownership. Certainly want to say thanks to them for their ongoing sponsorship of high school football and volleyball. And, of course, you'll hear about them throughout the rest of the basketball season and wrestling season as well. After getting the touchdown, the Mustangs now have to kick off. James Grease will do it, and let's see if they do something different here. They kind of kick a high kick, and it's going to be off the hands of Matthew Ferguson, now at the five-yard line, and he'll slip at about the 11. Everything's going the Mustangs' way now. Boy, as soon as that ball left the tee, and you could tell that it was elevating. And now a late flag. After the play was over. And the kick was going to be deep. The 
the local Sutton fans exploded because they didn't like, from a fan's perspective, the onside kicks. They liked that deep kick, and it paid off for the Mustangs. Well, part of it was uh, St. Pat's was cheating up. You know, their 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 deepest guys back were standing at about yes. the fifteen, maybe even the twenty yard line, somewhere in that that range there. And we'll see what this flag is. It was thrown in the middle of a bunch of of St. Pat's players, and it's going to go against uh, Sutton. And I didn't see what it was. I, to be honest with you, I didn't see it. That means it probably was something that somebody heard. And the official was standing right there, so that fifteen yard penalty is going to negate a little bit of that great defensive field position that Sutton created for themselves by finally deciding to kick the ball deep and having it go off of Matthew Ferguson's hands and then him slipping down. And As it is, the ball's going to be at the 27 now. And now, Randy, if you look where the ball is spotted, it's right in the middle of as much brown as it is green. And the field is in great shape at the beginning of the day, but again, it's still raining. It's going to get worse. That's not good news for a running team. They run a little counter play here out of kind of a wing tee look and off that left side. Cameron Riggs, I think, is uh, who's got the ball, number 21. As they ran kind of that wing tee, they had a couple of wing backs on that right side and kind of ran that little counter play. I love an old-school wing team, wing tee Don Ferro formation here, Randy. That, that makes it feel good, and it's a great running play. Unfortunately for the Irish, they just couldn't get the footing here with only about a four-yard gain. Yeah, gain of four, but it's still very manageable. Same formation. This time they're just going to pitch it out, and uh, dancing around is going to be Schroll, and Schroll is going to be pulled out of bounds. He actually landed on top of uh, the tackler, and then uh, it depends where they spot it. He's going to be awfully close because, again, he wasn't down until he was out of bounds because he was landed on top of the tackler. And the side judge winds his arm as if to say that the clock should be going, even though he, again, was tackled out of bounds. Well, again, he landed on the tackler, and yeah. he didn't. He wasn't out of bounds. They, they stopped him a yard short, so that's uh, unfortunate for North Platte in a couple of different ways. Yes. The, the Irish don't get credit for uh, that extra yard. And it would have stopped the clock. Not that time's an issue here. With 38 seconds to go, it's 18-7. to 7. We're late in the third quarter. Rain coming down here in Sutton. Ben coming down the entire game. A quick low counter out of that wing T formation. And being thrown forward is uh, going to be Schroll. Nice little inside handoff there again. Out of the wing T. Good run formation. It's been around for about 60, 70 years now. It produces results, and a lot of teams have gone away from it. But... North Platte St. Pat's has gone back to that old school wing tee. It's it's producing results. The problem is here with 17 seconds and counting in the third quarter, they're going to have to have a big fourth. They're going to have to do a little more than the wing tee. Well, if they score on this drive, there's going to be a lot of football left here. Straight eye formation, hand out to Schroll, and he's hit by the turf monster. There wasn't anybody by him. And uh, he ends up falling down after gaining only about three yards and had at least another four or five to go there, but he falls down on the final play of the third quarter. It's 18-7. to The Mustangs, two touchdowns in that third quarter, and they now have a two-score lead. 18-7, to 12 minutes to play here in the first round of the Class C2 playoffs here in Sutton. We'll be back right after this timeout. For all your printing and advertising needs, call Printing MD, your printing doctor in Sutton. Printing MD can do it all, from embossed napkins and wedding invitations to posters and magnetic signs for your vehicle. Printing MD can make a banner for a special occasion or designated parking signs for your lot. Add that to letterheads, envelopes, invoices, business cards, registration forms, posters, brochures, sales bills, and more. Printing MD is your complete printer. Call for a quote on your next printing job. 773-5582. Printing MD, proudly supporting all Sutton. And athletes. 
Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. And welcome back to the Nebraska National Bank broadcast booth here in Sutton. 18-7, Mustangs had the lead. I-formation here on second and seven for the Irish. North Platte St. Pat's hands it off right up the middle, and not much room to run there for Schroll as there was a lead fullback there. It got erased by a defensive lineman, and here come the linebackers, and uh, no gain on the play as Schroll gets back the line of scrimmage, and that's it. The defensive line there had a stunt going on, Randy, that crossed both both defensive linemen on both sides. So they did a little X pattern there. That clogged up the middle. And then, as you said, when the linebacker stepped up, there was nowhere to run. This is a big third down here very early in the fourth quarter for the Irish. They need to be able to convert and start looking at putting points on the board. And, again, it's been a steady rain, but it might be just a little bit heavier right now. Pitch out. And uh, trying to find a little room to run there is Schroll. Schroll finally starts heading upfield after he went all the way down to the sideline. He's going to gain about two. That one just kept getting extended and extended by the Mustangs. And it's hard for an Irishman to outrun a Mustang. Finally is the key word there that you said, Randy, because that play just took too long to develop. Again, just as you said, it took, it took a lot of extensions on that play. The Mustangs did a good job. The left defensive end there. Number seven, Sam Nuss did a good job of forcing that to the outside where there was the sideline for help. Big fourth down here going for it for the Irish. Short of midfield. They've got it fourth and four, and they're going to call a timeout. I think they were trying that hard count, and when it didn't happen, I think you punt, and we'll find out what North Platte St. Pat's decision is after this timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 11.54 to go in the fourth quarter. 18-7 Sutton and North Platte St. Pat's. We'll see if they punt on fourth and four from their own 47 when we come back after this. This football season, keep your favorite game day traditions running strong with the power and dependability of a brand new pickup. If you've been wanting a new truck, Tom Dinsdale Automotive has an unbeatable selection on their lot. Test drive your favorites and pick the one that's right for you. From Omaha to Denver and Kansas City to Sioux Falls, Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island is your truck destination. Tom Dinsdale, your truck destination. Welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. We're in the fourth quarter, and we'll remind you that all of our games on Platte River Radio, as well as our podcasts as well, do stream. And our internet streaming of games live is brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. We are difference makers. Call to schedule a campus visit. Fourth and four for North Platte St. Pat's. They tried the hard count. That didn't work, and now they're going to go for it. They split out one wide out to the left. That's going to be Aaron Allison. Under center is going to be burned. Allison comes in motion, and they're going to run a little counter, looking to throw now underneath. He tucks in, breaks uh, the contain, runs, puts his head down, and is going to be thrown forward for enough for the first down. I don't think even at contact he would have been able to stop him short of the first down markage there, but he gains about five and a half, six yards, so a nice scramble there by Byrne, and that will move the chains. The good news for Sutton is number 61, Christian Stingle, stepped up, made a good tackle. 
the bad news for Sutton is when Stengel made that good tackle, instead of wrapping up and moving forward, he wrapped up and twisted, and that's what got the first down for it, North It had been awfully close. I mean, if a perfect tackle, it had been very, very close. Maryland eye formation here on first and 10 from the 46-yard line. They're in Sutton territory. Byrne looking to throw, has plenty of time, throws it that intermediate route there, and there's a lot of black jerseys running around there, and it is incomplete as he was trying to connect uh, to Zach Miller in the middle of a crowd. Randy, you're in the process of talking about how many black jerseys there are there, and I'm in the process of counting. There were six. It was one. Well, I couldn't count that high. It was one offensive player, the receiver for the Irish, and six black jerseys for the Mustangs. He threw that into one to six coverage. Not a good decision there for Mr. Byrne. Well, but again, there was only one That's exactly one, right. one guy in the pattern. One receiver out there. You got it. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. You either do that or you eat it and you end up losing about eight yards. Here it's going to be second and ten. They're going to bring a man in motion across. That's going to be nicely, and they're going to hand it off to him. Nicely has a little seam. He bounces to the outside, has enough for the first down, has that sideline, cuts back to the inside, breaks another tackle, and he's going to be uh, hogtied at the 15-yard line, and then they're finally going to be able to push him down. But that's going to be a nice gain of 31 yards for Nicely on that uh, looked a lot like a jet sweep, a little bit different because of the positioning there, but that'll be a 31-yard gain for Nicely. There was a little bit of an element of an end around there, Randy, because they did hand it off to a running back who started one way, he handed it off, and then Byrne, the quarterback, became your lead blocker. He absolutely blew up the left defensive end for the Mustangs that allowed the running back to get the big game. And they're in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney red zone at the 16-yard line. They'll go with the I formation. And they're going to pitch it out that right side. Cutting back to the inside here is going to be Schroll. And Schroll just kind of waits for something to happen there. Cuts back against the grain. And uh, we'll unstack it and see how many you got. It's about five to seven from this angle. It's kind of hard to see exactly where they've got it. As they'll bring it down to about the seven-yard line. Randy, about 10 to 15 minutes ago, we were talking about how much Sutton was starting to establish an offensive rhythm. Now the Irish are starting to establish their own offensive rhythm here, middle part of the fourth quarter. And they trail at 18 to 7, Sutton with the lead, Irish with the football and threatening. They hand it off right underneath the Schroll, and Schroll's going to be met at the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be about it. All of the success that the Irish have had in this drive, in this rhythm, have been to the outside or with throwing the ball. And in this case, they went to a run in the middle of the defensive line for Sutton, and Sutton was waiting for it when it happened. Tragen Rayford was able to just collect him right between the six and the six, and uh, he had enough uh, gumption to move that pile forward from his perspective, so there was no additional gain here for North Platte St. Pat's. Third and about a yard and a half inside the 10-yard line at about the seven. Byrne hands it off to the fullback, Sheridan, and Sheridan, I believe, has got enough for the first down. He that is a quick hitter, and I do mean quick. He only needed about a half a yard, and he got maybe a yard and out a of that. He, yeah. ju- he just got what he needed now. Ball spotted on the five-yard line, first and goal on the five. Let's see if the, the Irish can punch it in here. That would bring them really close here, uh, about 14 to 18 here, if they can get it in. So, again, with uh, eight and a half minutes to go under center is going to be Byrne. Byrne just going to keep it himself. Quarterback sneak from the five-yard line. Nice line surge. They're still moving forward. They're awfully close to that end zone. They're going to be short of it, but that's going to be a good solid gain of four. Kind of surprised, I think, Sutton a little bit that it was, wasn't was handed off to a running back, and it was a quarterback keeper, and it ends up being a nice uh, nice gain on the play of four. 
Don't often see a quarterback keeper expecting to get a five-yard gain. In this case, they got a four-yard gain. That's a heck of a quarterback keeper. Yeah, and they're, who I wouldn't be too surprised to see it happen again. As, again, under center is going to be Byrne. He's got that I formation behind him. He had trouble with the exchange, and I think Sutton's on it. That ball was down. A Sutton Mustang was able to pounce in there, get an arm on it, and it appears that North Platte St. Pat somehow came up with it. Who came up with it for the Irish? Because Byrne wasn't able to do it. I didn't see who. I didn't see who. And that had to be one of the offensive linemen that somehow saw the corner of their eyes, or maybe the center knew that the ball was on the ground. They had problem with the exchange, and so that actually be a loss on the play, uh, discredited or credited to Byrne, depending on your point of view. Third and goal now from about the two-yard line. No problem with the exchange here as they hand off to Schroll, but Schroll is going to be kept out of the end zone. He was stood up and then driven back and leading the charge the other direction was Tristan Sheridan. Randy, it's not too often that you call the play of the game with about seven minutes left to go, but here we are with 7.07 and counting in the ball game. Fourth down and goal. Ball spotted on the one-yard line. St. Pat's has to be able to score here if they want a chance for this ballgame. And you can feel the tension and the emotion rising here for the Sutton fans. Maryland eye formation behind Byrne, who is under center. Two tight ends, quarterback, keeper. They're pushing the pile forward, and he's in the end zone. Straight ahead play. He went off the left guard's hind end between the left guard and the center. That's the left A gap there. He was able to get straight ahead and just extend the ball over the end zone for the touchdown. And again, a, a five points bank touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And that left guard, by the way, is Christopher Borden. So let's tip our hat to an offensive lineman. Great That's job. That's the only time you ever notice them is uh, when there's a penalty there, they were able to get in for the touchdown. So 18 to 13 now, they will go for two because, again, they could kick a field goal later on. Under center is going to be Byrne. Byrne looking to throw this time, and he's got a tight end underneath. He'll throw it out that direction, and it is caught for the the two-point conversion. That is a heck of a throw for Byrne because he was rolling out. He had two defenders in his face. He was actually running at an angle away from the goal line, so he had to throw it across his body. He had his tight end in double coverage. So you had two Mustang defenders on the quarterback throwing. He had two Mustang defenders on the receiver catching the ball. The receiver caught the ball on his way down just inside, got the two-point conversion. That was an incredible play for North Platte. So with 6.44 to go here in the fourth quarter, it's now 18-15, to 15, and the Irish will kick the ball off to the Mustangs when we come back right after this timeout. At Sutton Lumber, we're proud to call Sutton home. If you're proud of your home and have projects coming up, from construction to fix it yourself, visit your hometown store. Sutton Lumber, a proud supporter of our Sutton area student-athletes. Good luck, Mustangs, from George's Aerial Spring in Sutton. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call today for more information at 402-773-5581. That's 402-773-5581. Go Mustangs from George's Aerial Spring in Sutton. And welcome back. A five-points bank touchdown just moments ago by Bryce Byrne, just a little quarterback keeper right up the middle, and then a great throw in underneath on the two-point conversion. And uh, that uh, throw in underneath, um, and then a good sliding catch there, and I believe that uh, that was Vizoric who uh, reeled that in. In any event, that two-point conversion makes it a three-point ball game. And remember, they, they have a kicker. They can, they can get a field goal here. That's why they went for two. And that extra point 
I mean, being at 14 doesn't do you a whole lot no. of good, 18 to 14. So no. might as well try to be 18 to 15. Low line drive kick is going to bounce, be picked up by uh, one of the upbacks. That's going to be Tristan. Tristan Sheridan trying to get to a wall to that left side, running a lot of east and west, and by the time he got there, there was no wall, and so he doesn't gain any yards really on that uh, that uh, return, but it'll be first and 10 for the Mustangs at the 30-yard line. Tristan got, got to the middle of the field. I think that's where he was expecting his hole or his seam to be set up, but throughout that entire play, he sacrificed speed, because instead of putting the ball in one hand and being able to pump his arms for speed, he had both arms, both hands on the ball, completely encapsulating it, not allowing anyone to come in there and try and poke it out in these wet conditions. So in that I formation, is going to be Tristan Sheridan who gets handed the ball, and he gets the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be about it, as he was enveloped there by a whole group of Irish as there was no seam there at all. Again, want to say thanks to our presenting sponsors for... 2015 state football playoffs, including Tom Dinsdale Autoplex in Grand Island. All you need to know in central Nebraska is Tom Dinsdale Autoplex and TomDinsdale.com. Had a brief stoppage of play here so that the umpire and the referee could confer and the umpire was holding the ball the entire time. So the officials here are doing a good job trying to keep the ball as dry as they can for as long as they can. So again, eye formation, leech in that eye. Sheridan is his fullback. And there is a uh, infraction of some sort at the beginning of this play, and that'll be a five-yard penalty for illegal procedure on the Mustangs. It's going to set up now second and fourteen instead of second and nine. Left guard for the Mustangs got a little bit uh, uh, excitable. Ancy? Ancy? Excitable there. He was ready to go a little bit before the ball was ready to go. Well, that rain keeps coming down. The field is holding up, but you're starting to see the middle of the field where they're at now being a little bit slick out there as it's getting torn up a little bit. Tonight's field conditions brought to you by your Pioneer Seed dealer, Craig Regis. Pioneer knows more about your field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Craig Regis and a bad snap. Loose ball picked up by the Irish, and they bring it down to about the five-yard line. Number 32, Zach Miller, came from his left defensive line, defensive end position as they were trying to Pitched the ball out on the option. Zach Miller did a great job. He got his left hand extended. He popped the ball away as the ball was in midair on the pitch on the option. Miller punched that ball away and then was able to scoop it and wasn't able to quite score it. Ball now well, spot on the You kind of talked about that wet, line. muddy ball Absolutely. a little bit. I don't think Chandler Stone really had good control of the ball from the snap. So with the turnover, the ball's at the five-yard line. Make it the six. Eye formation. Burn under center after the turnover. He's going to hand the ball off up the middle to Schroll, and Schroll is going to gain maybe one on the play. And again, the Mustangs stiffen their backs a little bit. Great interior line there for the uh, Mustangs. Number 30 really got in there and blew that play up. And combination of the defensive line and that linebacking core in that 4-3 set that, that Sutton has didn't allow the Irish to go anywhere with that. So after the turnover, now an opportunity for the Irish to take the lead back. They led much of the game, 7-6. to six. Now they trail it 18-15. to 5.08 to go. Second and goal from the 5 as we're in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone. And a bad snap! And the Mustangs have a chance at it. They're not celebrating so somebody from the Irish fell on that football, and again, they had. it's the second time that we've seen in the last few plays a little bit of a problem with the exchange, this time for the Irish, but they were able to fall on it, and that will set up now third and goal from about the eight-yard line. 
loss of about two or three there, Randy. And again, it was that center quarterback exchange for the Irish. Second time that Byrne has lost it. And again, as, as wet and as slick as that ball is, I can't blame him, but they need to be a little bit more careful here. Under center is going to be Byrne. He's got the eye formation behind him. He's going to fake the handoff. Pressure coming. Throws it in underneath. It's going to be caught, but short of the goal line as they throw it in underneath. And again, a little bit of a timing play as the ball was caught on that uh, far side there by Zach Miller. And a great job there by number four, Nathan Honesey, by allowing the defender to cross in front of him and then tackling him immediately. Because if that defender rolls his, if, if, if the receiver rolls his shoulders over, he's able to get in the end zone. So we'll see what they do here on fourth and goal from the three. And you talk about a big moment. This is it. This is a huge play for both of these two teams with now 3.40 to go. They're going to try the field goal. And there is a flag down. Too many men in the huddle for the Irish. So that's going to back them up. Illegal substitution here for the Irish. That's going to back them up five yards. They have- and you know what? That's Again, we're, they're going to lose five yards here. But you got to remember in high school football, the hashes are out further. So that right side, being that close on the field goal, backing up five year yards might give you a better angle. Actually helps, absolutely. So I don't think this is as catastrophic. And what wind there is, and it's raining, and there is a little bit of wind, the, the rain is going to be falling at the kicker's back here. So that five-yard penalty is going to back him up. So instead of the ball being at the three, it should be at the eight. So that would make this... Well, it's, what are we doing here? It'd be about a 25-yard field goal instead of a 20-yard field goal. They're going to wave off the flag. waving it off. They had 12 men in the huddle. There was a man for the Irish that ran off at the last second right as they were putting the kicking stand down, and the kicker was starting to back up. That's when the flag came out. So uh, One of those guys may not have been in the huddle, yeah. so then you didn't have 12 men in the huddle. In any event, field goal attempt coming up here. The ball is being spotted right at the twenty at the ten yard line, so this will be a twenty yard kick. So a twenty yard field goal here for Vizoric and Sutton wants to ice the kicker a little bit. That's a good timeout there, Randy. You know, this timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Type timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. I'm going to have a retort to that with 3.36 to go here in the football game. It's 18-15, to 15, a timeout for Sutton. I'll give you my retort. And the field goal attempt, we come back right after this. Students are back to school, and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Timeout being taken here for Sutton. I'm not a fan, and here's why, of icing the kicker. Yeah, we're dealing with a high school kid. Make him think about it. I get it. But what does the guy do? He kicks. Now he can think about it. He can go through the process. He can visualize. He can be relaxed. He can take a deep breath. He didn't know this was a big kick until they called timeout. It's anyway, almost as if you've been to a kicking camp or two. Gabe Vizorek will try a 20-yard field goal here for St. Pat's to try to tie it up, 18-13. to 13. Good snap. 
Pressure up the middle. Kick is up. And it is no good. Wide to the right. Pushed it a little bit. It was a good snap. The ball was down. The, the holder bobbled it just a second, trying to get a feel for it because, again, the ball is so slick, but he did get it down. He, he got a good it, kickoff. It in in terms good, of it being high. Yes. Good leg swing through, but unfortunately he just pushed it. It went wide right. And, again, that's the kind of the hash mark it was at. And, again, as I said, if you back up five yards, still would have been within range, and you maybe get a little bit better angle. Well, back the ball out now to the 20-yard line. Boy, if you're sitting here, Randy, you just, dodged, you, you just dodged a major bullet here because you had the turnover, and North Platte had the ball first and goal about the six-yard line, got it down to the one, couldn't punch it in, and missed the field goal. So all and, Sutton has to do now. And I can't question the philosophy of icing the kicker at this point now, can I? They're going to go with the I formation, hand off to guess who? Garrett Leach right up the middle. His 26th carry of the game is going to end up being a gain of about six on the play right up the middle. And again, assert your will. Get a couple of first downs, and that's really all Sutton needs to do at this point. That's all Sutton has to do, and that is what Sutton is good at. Four and five yards in a cloud of dust. And in this case, you don't even necessarily need to get a first down right away because with every first down, the clock stops until the ball is reset. In this case, get another three or four yards, get to third down, then get your first down, allow more time to come off the clock. And you know St. Pat's is going to have to sell out. Maryland Eye, and off the leech, up the middle. They hold him at the waist, and he's going to gain about three. Didn't really have a seam to run through at all uh, as uh, St. Pat's, again, a lot of guys in the box, and that's going to be a gain of about uh, maybe four, and it's going to set up third and two. As you said, Randy, North Platte was selling out. They brought a guy off the middle on the right side. He just ran past the ball carrier. Leach got the ball. The, The play was such a quick hitter that he was able to get the ball so fast from his quarterback and head up the ball so quickly head up the field so quickly that the the right defensive end for the Irish was able to shoot right by him. Big-time third down here if you're the Irish defense. And, again, they're really selling out. Stone under center, long count here. Leach ran for four in first down, got four on second down, and now Sutton is going to call the timeout. This is their second timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. 2.02 to go in the football game, 18-15. to Sutton has the lead and the football. They'll have it third and two from their own 28. We come back after this. Clay County Physical Therapy provides you with the care you deserve and the results you desire. Whether it's a sports injury treatment or some other rehab service that you need, call Clay County Physical Therapy at 402-773-0270. Clay County Physical Therapy sends out congratulations to the Sutton Sports teams. At Sutton Lumber, we're proud to call Sutton home. If you're proud of your home and have projects coming up, from construction to fix it yourself, visit your hometown store. Sutton Lumber, a proud supporter of our Sutton area student-athletes. Welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth as uh, Sutton now with one timeout left. They burned one to ice the kicker, and we discussed that that may very well have worked because the field goal was no good. That's why... Still a three-point lead here for the Mustangs, 18-15, to 15, as we're back in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Third and a long two here, Maryland Eye, and a handoff right up the middle for Sheridan. Sheridan 
breaks the tackle, breaks another tackle, and has it all the way out to the 45-yard line. Misspoke. It was Garrett Leach who ran the ball 17 yards right up the middle. Good power football for the big man. That may be the ball game here for the Mustangs because the Irish have already used a couple of timeouts here. Ball spotted right at the 45-yard line. All the Mustangs have to do is just get themselves really about one more first down, and they'll be able to ice the game. Yeah, minute 45 to go. And I have uh, North Platte St. Pat's with two timeouts left. It's Sutton that's uh, uh, used up a couple, but the ball will be spotted at the 45-yard line. they got to get to the other 45 to get a first down here. Handoff right up the middle to the fullback, and that time it was Sheridan. Now, was it wrong? It was just a play early, but that one did not go for 17 yards. It went for about two. And now North Platte starting to use their timeouts. They have to. It's now... Second down and eight, short gain for the Mustangs, and with 125 remaining on the clock, good timeout here for North Platte. They're going to have to start using their, their, their timeouts in this drive. They'll use their next timeout on the next play. Yeah. And we've got a... And this timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Let's get you updated on a few scores. Uh, earlier today on our sister station, KXPN or ESPN Radio, fourth uh, seeded Gibbon with a 33-8 to win over Bridgeport. Aquinas Catholic awaits the winner of this game because uh, Aquinas won 48 to nothing over Bergen. And if Sutton is able to hold on in this game, they would travel to... Uh, David City and play Aquinas uh, in the next round. If St. Pat's can win, they would uh, host uh, based on the system that the NSAA uses. Uh, elsewhere in uh, Class C1 action, uh, seven-seeded UTAN, 20-7 over Crofton. That is a final in that one. St. Cecilia, no problem with uh, Tri-County, 48-6. That game has gone uh, final on our sister station, KHES Radio. And, Randy, and here on Platte River Radio, we deliver the scores. Ashley Furniture Home Store will deliver your dream furniture right to your door. We had a clock adjustment here. We went from 125 to 128. The white cap gave three extra seconds here on the clock. Handoff to the big man and Leach. Did not get back to the line of scrimmage, I don't believe. And St. Pat's will call their final timeout with a minute 22 to go. And it's going to be third and a full nine here. And, again, this timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. I don't think you put the ball in the air. No. I think you run the football. Absolutely I think not. you hand it off to Garrett Leach. I don't think you pitch it. You just hand it off to him. And you get what you can and hope that it's nine yards because then you can start kneeling on it. The only thing that I would add to that, Randy, is if you don't hand it off to Garrett Leach, hand it off to number 30, Tristan Sheridan. Let Sheridan or Leach not necessarily get you the first down because, yes, a first down is nice. A first down wins you the game. But let them have the ball. Let them keep the ball. Let them protect the ball. Let them run a play that maybe takes a few seconds off the clock. This last play, we went from a minute 28 to a minute 22. Last play took six seconds. This next play is going to take five, six, maybe seven seconds. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the Irish are out of timeouts. So then it's going to be all up to the Mustangs milking the clock as much as they can. They may even take a delay of game penalty here to let every single second roll off the no, clock you got before they punt. You call the timeout when they're, when they're counting that down. I don't think you give up that. That five yards matters, potentially. I formation, third and long. And they're going to hand the ball off. It's secure, and the ball is going to be leaked. He cuts back to the inside, breaks a tackle, has it in the middle of the field at about the 38-yard line. That is going to do it. They've got the first down after a gain of about 16 on the play. Garrett Leach made two very smart plays, or two smart 
uh, decisions as part of that play. The entire time he had the ball, he had both forearms around the ball, both hands on each side of the ball, and he cut inside. He had contact. He could have gone out of bounds, but he made the conscious decision to cut to his left going inside so that he wouldn't get knocked out of bounds and the clock would not stop. This is the favorite formation for the Sutton Mustangs. It is the victory formation. They kneel on the ball, and with 45 seconds left, they'll hand the ball to the official, and the Mustangs will have to kneel on it one more time and then gas up the bus and head out to David City to take on Aquinas Catholic, who won 48 to nothing earlier today. And don't forget the CPI Tire Friday Night Scoreboard Show coming up at the conclusion of this game as we will have the post game coming up for you here in just a few moments. And again, we want to say thanks to our presenting sponsors of all of our football playoffs, including Mary Lanning Healthcare, celebrating 100 years of inspired care, as well as Nebraska Land National Bank and Tom Dinsdale Autoplex of Grand Island as well as Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and right here in Sutton where they're celebrating because they kneeled on it one more time. The white hat puts the ball above his head. It is a final, 18-15, to 15, as Sutton is able to hold on against North Platte St. Pat. It's a whale of a ball game, Randy, and it was as even as we expected it to be. Again, Sutton came... Sutton comes into tonight's game averaging about 100 yards more than St. Patrick's. On the other hand, St. Patrick's was scoring more points than Sutton. So their their evenness was even exhibited in all the numbers that you could find on both sides. They had a common opponent. Sutton was 3-0. and St. Patrick's was 1, excuse me, 2-1 and against those. And then... In the halftime stats, as we talked about, Sutton had more yards, but at that point, St. Pat's had more points, a 7-6 lead. At the end of the ballgame here, yes, Sutton does win at 18-15, but in every category that we'll find, the numbers are going to be so similar here because both teams were so evenly matched, both teams were so similar in their scheming and their scamming, and that similarity, that equality, that evenness showed on the scoreboard tonight. So once again, your final, Sutton with an 18-15 win against North Platte St. Pat's, a couple of 8-1 teams. It's unfortunate that such quality teams have to play in the first round, but such is the nature of the beast. Two top 10 teams playing in round number one and advantage Mustangs because they hold on for dear life 18-15 on their home field against North Platte St. Pat's and the Irish Start their season with a loss against Donovan Trumbull, and they will end it here in Sutton as the Mustangs win it 18-15. to We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show coming up right after this. Hi, I'm Dana Grease, your pharmacist at Sutton Pharmacy. We've been your full-service neighborhood pharmacy since 2007. We are committed to working with you and your health care providers to give you the best personalized care. We offer a full line of Good Neighbor Pharmacy products to meet your health care needs. Sutton Pharmacy also offers deliveries to Sutton and Edgar for your convenience. Locally owned, locally operated, locally loved. Sutton Pharmacy. 
For all your printing and advertising needs, call Printing MD, your printing doctor in Sutton. Printing MD can do it all, from embossed napkins and wedding invitations to posters and magnetic signs for your vehicle. Printing MD can make a banner for a special occasion or designated parking signs for your lot. Add that to letterheads, envelopes, invoices, business cards, registration forms, posters, brochures, sales bills, and more. Printing MD is your complete printer. Call for a quote on your next printing job, 773-5582. Printing MD, proudly supporting all Sutton athletes. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. And welcome back to the New West Sports Medicine Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Let's go through uh, some of the numbers. First of all, let's just go through the scoring summary that we had for you. Very first play of the second quarter was our first points of the night. That's when James Schroll ran from eight yards out for North Platte St. Pat's. They were able to add Gabe Bazorik's extra point. That made it seven to nothing. And then a couple of series later, Chandler Stone hit Nathan Honesy on a 12-yard pass for Sutton. They went for two, failed to get it. They went for two. Each of their touchdowns failed in each occasion, and it was 7-6 to six at that point with 5.05 to go in the second quarter. It stayed that way until it was 2.56 to go in the third. This time, same matchup. Stone hitting Honus, this time hitting Tanner Peterson on a six-yard pass. Uh, nice sliding catch there by Peterson. Uh, the extra point, again, no good. That made it 12-7 to 7 as they went for two. And then after a turnover for North Platte St. Pat's, uh, Garrett Leach this time from 18 yards out was able to get into the end zone. Again, the try for two, no good. 18-7 to 7 with a minute 54 to go in the third. And then midway through the fourth quarter, Bryce Byrne was able to capitalize on a nice drive on a one-yard quarterback keeper on fourth down. They uh, uh, went for two, were able to get it. They made it 18-15. to 15. Next series, Sutton turned the ball over, and the ball was picked up by the Irish, brought down to the five-yard line. The drive stalled. They were able to try a 20-yard field goal. That was just wide to the right for Gabe Vizorek, and the score remained at that point 18-15, to 15, and then the Mustangs were able to run out the clock. A couple of nice runs during that stretch by Garrett Leach, and they were able to down the football and come up with an 18-15 to 15 win. This sports wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up, in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Uh, let's give you some of the numbers that we have uh, total up for you here so far for Sutton, and then we'll have to take a quick break and uh, total up the rest of the numbers. For the Mustangs, Chandler Stone carried the ball five times for six yards. Tander Peterson had one carry for eight. Uh, Tristan Sheridan had four carries for one yard. And the big man, of course, Garrett Leach. Leach carried the ball uh, 29 times for 133 yards. That puts him over 2,000 yards on the season, about 2,050 yards on the season. 
as uh, he's able to get in for his 20th touchdown of the year. And that was really the difference in this one as, again, 18-15 to 15 is our final score. So 133 yards rushing here for Leach, 148 as a team for Sutton. And throwing the football, Chandler Stone was uh, four out of five for 62 yards in the ball game, including the uh, touchdown pa- two touchdown passes, and Sutton is able to uh, win this one by a final of 18 to 15. And uh, we haven't totaled up all the numbers here for the Irish who are going to end their season now at eight and two on the year, and that uh, defeat stings here for the Irish because they had their opportunities and just came up after they had the ball first and goal at the five yard line, and the Mustangs were able to stiffen their backs. Uh, benefited from a missed uh, field goal within uh, makeable range. And uh, you really feel sorry for the uh, kicker, Gabe Bezoric, who had the opportunity, and it was just wide to the right. And your final in this one is 18-15. to 15. And we're going to total up the numbers here for the Irish and hopefully have a chance to talk with Sutton head coach Steve Raymer as we continue with more of the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show coming up right after this timeout. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the dent popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. And custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the dent popper. North of the railroad, First Avenue, on the bricks, downtown Pawnee. go into nursing because you have a vision of being able to make a difference in people's lives. I remember the nurse when I was a child and going to the doctor's office. I guess that was what I always just wanted to do. It's the nurses that make the difference as to whether a patient really feels good about being here and feels like they're in good hands. I think the nurses gained status because they lived it number one, but they also brought all that knowledge and expertise from many years of dealing with pretty much any situation that they might run into. They became respected by the medical staff as very highly qualified registered nurses. So I'm I'm kind of proud of that. Celebrating 100 years of inspired care, Mary Lanning Healthcare. Welcome back to the New West Sports Medicine Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. Kind enough to join us after a hard-fought win is Steve Raymer, head coach for the Sutton Mustangs. And it's going to be nice and dry here now, coach. But, uh, boy, you got to be relieved to, to come out of here because this was a well-played, hard-fought football game. This was. This is a great game. It's one of those when you win, you're really happy. When you lose, you kind of feel for the other seniors on the other team because the two teams really went at it all night. And at the same time, the two teams stayed within the game, just played good football. You know, yeah. it's, it's a great game to see. And... North Platte St. Pat's is a great opponent to play against. And it was a very clean game. I mean, yeah, yeah there was a turnover late in the game that almost cost you guys, yep. but it was a clean game. It was. It was just a good football game. It's the kind you want to see in the playoffs and the kind you want to be a part of, you know. We're it, just fortunate to be on the winning side of it. Yeah, and uh, Garrett had a nice night. I had him unofficially 133 yards rushing. Did It was tough sledding early on. What kind of got that running game going for you as the game progressed? Well, we're just banking on wearing them down, you know, just keep pounding away and wearing them down. We want to running backs. So we condition ourselves in practice to – you know, to get to that fourth quarter. And our kids kind of believe themselves in the fourth quarter and what we do. 
And, um, you know, I just a credit to the kids, you know, given everything they got. Coach, you had a 7-6 uh, deficit at halftime. Talk a little bit about the adjustments that you made. Did you change anything in your scheming in terms of what you did in the second half? You know, we just kind of talked about making sure we got a hat for a hat. They were bringing some backside blitzes on us, and we weren't picking them up at first. And so that guy was scraping through, and we get ourselves in, you know, like a second short, and then all of a sudden, you know, that backside blitz comes through, and we didn't pick it up. And uh, they're able to get us in a third and long. It's not a position we like to be in. And then on defense, we just said we don't give up that boot, that boot by the quarterback that we really hadn't given up anything on defense. We just want to stay still pretty fundamentally sound on defense. And, you know, they had one big play. And we just knew that, you know, we we're going to have to hang around and make it a four-quarter game. Speaking with Steve Raymer, head football coach at Sutton after the Mustangs' 18-15 to win over North Platte St. Pat's. You stayed with the power football game, but it looked a little bit different after you saw that they were putting eight, nine, maybe even ten guys in the box because you tried to get out on the perimeter, but it was still a power game. You weren't trying to outrun them. You were trying to get uh, Garrett kind of one-on-one and using his power. Yeah, we were trying to, you know, bounce it a little bit and get to the outside edge. Uh, you know, it's a play where we look like we're going middle and we get outside. And then I think the biggest for us was the key, the, the timely, you know, the passing plays in the first half kind of softened that defense up a little bit because I think one drive was pretty much uh, passing down the field for us. And, uh, you know, that first drive kind of also kept those DBs out of the box a little bit and, let, uh, you know, allowed us to get through the line of scrimmage. And most of it was just our guys talking it out. We kind of were burying our head at the line of scrimmage, not looking up. And their linebackers do a good job of moving around, not staying in a spot and flashing here and there. And our guys were just kind of burying their head and locking up on a guy and not really paying attention to what they were supposed to go to. Did, did you just mention the passing game? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know it's a, either one of these two teams, you know, uh, probably had more passing attempts than they usually had tonight, but that's a credit to two, uh, you know, well, uh, two good defenses that were out there that were going to make us pass. And I just looked at the stats just to double-check this. Uh, Mr. Honesty hadn't caught a ball all game, all season, and today he had, a, he had a huge night receiving in terms of catching just about every ball that was thrown his direction. He, he did. He did a great job. You know, and uh, our quarterback, who's a sophomore, Chandler Stone, did, you know, they were bringing a lot of pressure, did a good job of stepping up in the pocket, you know, completing some, uh, you know, they only seemed like eight to ten-yard gains, but, you know, touchdown pass there at the end, a couple keeping drives alive to keep us going. Coach, where's your focus going to be this week in practice? You know, he's got to focus on us as we do every week. You know, what we can we can do, uh, all we can do is control us during the game. Um, we kind of seen this coming forward, and we thought this could kind of be the uh, the series for us that, you know, we get a chance to revenge all the years where we lost to Aquinas mm-hmm. in the championship in 2012, so we mm-hmm. can see them uh, get a chance to make that, you know, get that game back. And then after that, you know, not looking ahead, but, you know, we may get a chance to see St. Cecilia game our only loss this year, so... You know, but our, our focus is going to be mainly on acquaintance and, and, and playing assignment defense and at uh, the same time making sure we get a hat for a hat on offense. You, you had the turnover late in the game. Ball ends up being at the five-yard line, and <laughs> you're, you're already going, whew, how did, we, how did we get through that? How did you get through that? You know, our defense played really well. And, uh, you know, it was down to a field goal. Field conditions the way it were. I, you know, it's, it's a tough field goal to make for that kid. Um, but, you know, ah, that was just not the play we wanted at the time, but it happened. Our kids did a good job of not hanging their head, just getting up. We've got to play defense here. And, and, again, there was a lot of fire because uh, the, the defensive line, I thought, played well for you all night, but especially in that series because you, you can't give up a one- or two-yard gain. You have to force yeah. the ball back the other direction. Yeah, I mean, I think we had a big thing, you know, like you know, talking about through the edge of the game is the, the amount of time we made them drive. They got within the 10, and, and 
several times, and we made him go all the way to that fourth down, and we're always pretty satisfied as a team with that. If we can make a team get to a fourth down and complete a big play, if we can keep pushing them to that limit every time that they're down there, eventually that play's going to go our way, and you know, in that case, it did with the field goal. You coached last year in the playoffs. You lost in the first round. This year, you get a first-round win. What's the one thing you're going to tell the team in the locker room after we're done here and you have a chance to get back with the team again? Well, no, just basically, you know, enjoy the win for the weekend. Get ready to get back to work on Monday. You know, we've got to really focus on uh, what we do and how we can make ourselves better by next week. Hey, let's switch you back to the team. Congratulations, you Steve. Bet. Nice Thanks win. A lot, guys. Coach, well done. Uh, Steve Raymer, head football coach here at Sutton, who were able to uh, hold off North Platte St. Pat's by a final of 18 to 15. And again, a battle of top 10 teams in the first round of the C2 playoffs. Next up for them will be Aquinas Catholic. Uh, Aquinas had no problem with Bergen today, 48 to nothing. And again, uh, Sutton. Great effort tonight, 18-15. to 15. A lot of opportunities for them to kind of hang their heads, especially when that turnover set up first and goal at the five-yard line. But this team was able to find a way to answer the bell. There were so many times where both teams, Randy, responded when, another, when the other team made a play. And in this case, credit Sutton. After they turned the ball over, St. Pat's had first and goal on the six-yard line, ended up missing that field goal three plays later, Throughout the course of the game, Sutton always found a way to respond. They didn't get down after they missed the first two-point conversion. They didn't get down after they missed the second two-point conversion. They kept the momentum, and they kept their own spirits up. And even one of the things that, the, that uh, Coach Raymer and I were talking about on the way up to the booth here was how well of a game was played in terms of the sportsmanship and the conduct and the character of both teams. And he and I were even talking about where uh, once where the Irish quarterback, Bryce Byrne, playing defense, tackled one of his players and immediately helped him back up. And he remembered that play. He remembered what a great tackle Byrne put on one of his own players and then immediately helped him back up. So credit both sides here for playing a well-played good character football game. And let's finish some stats. We haven't gone through North Platte St. Pat's stats, and I'm going to summarize Sutton's for you here in just a little bit. Bryce Byrne uh, carried the ball 12 times for 40 yards. Uh, Lane Nicely uh, had a 31-yard rush, finished with 41 in the game on seven carries. James Schroll carried it 20 times for 60 yards, and uh, one other uh, carry for Cameron Riggs uh, finished with four yards. So on the ground, 145 yards rushing here for North Platte St. Pat's. In the air, Bryce Byrne was uh, four of 11, had a key interception that set up a touchdown in that first half, for, uh, excuse me, in the second half for, uh, for uh, the um, Sutton Mustangs right after the Mustangs scored to take the lead. Then the interception gave them great field position and made it then 18-7 to at that point. And as we know, they were able to hold on for dear life 18-15 to here in the ballgame. So, again, Bryce Byrne with, uh, with uh, five receptions, for completions rather, for uh, a total of uh, 35 yards in the ballgame. So add the 35 to the 145, 180 yards of total offense here for North Platte St. Pat's, well underneath their average uh, as they were shut down here for Sutton. And again, rushing the ball unofficially, Garrett Leach uh, carried it uh, uh, 29 times, so 133 yards. And so they had 148 yards rushing and another 62 yards in the air from Chandler Stone, who was five out of six, very efficient in the passing game including two touchdowns, and so add the 62 to the 148. So they've got 210 yards of total offense. So the number's pretty even. So was the score, but advantage to the Sutton Mustangs to win this one 18-15. to 210 yards of total offense for Sutton. That's almost exactly half of what their season average is. And again, for St. Patrick's, 
the same deal. They had almost half the number of yards, but that also plays on the scoreboard because Sutton was averaging about 26 yards, or excuse me, 26 points a game. St. Pat's was averaging about 40, 41. So in this case, each team was able to play such great defense and was able to look at each other's schemes and scams and was able to shut each other down. But in this case, Sutton was able to make that one play, or I I should say, able to make those four plays, those four defensive plays after the touch, after the turnover that allowed them to get to the field goal, miss the field goal for for the Irish, and that's what ultimately won the game for the for the Sutton Mustangs. So eighteen to fifteen, as we mentioned, they'll be taking on Aquinas Catholic, forty-eight to nothing winners. Let's give you the rest of the scores in Class C one, and the Friday night scoreboard show is coming up here in a little bit. So uh, Merritt will get you updated with everything else. But top seed at Battle Creek, no problem with uh, Elmwood Murdoch, fifty-three to nothing, a final. Donovan Trumbull is next up for Battle Creek as uh, the Cardinals with a 21-0 win at home against West Holt. 40-7 to right now, Oakland Craig leads Omaha Brownell Talbert. So it appears that uh, Gibbon will play host to Oakland Craig. The four seed, the, must, the uh, Buffaloes with a 33-8 win over Bridgeport on a game heard earlier today on ESPN Radio. We mentioned uh, Aquinas Catholic over Archbishop Bergen and here Sutton over North Platte St. Pat's 18 to 15, seven seeded Utah wins in uh, against Crofton 20 to 7. The game was played in Utah, Utah. Final there of 20 to 7 and St. Uh, Cecilia, no problem with Tri County, 48 to 6. A game heard on her sister station KHS. So now Utah will travel to Hastings to take on St. Cecilia. And the rest of the scores we'll have for you coming up in just about a minute and a half here on the CPI Tire Friday Night Scoreboard Show. I'm Randy Bushcutter, Brandon Bennett. So I'm going to let you put the last uh, last little bowl on this outstanding football game we saw tonight. Randy, that's exactly right. It was an outstanding football game. As the head coach for the Sutton Mustangs, Steve Raymer and I were walking up here. We were talking about just how much of a fun game it was to watch. He was talking about how much of a fun game it was to coach. Probably a little more fun that he won the game, but even at that, he was talking about how much fun it was to be here. The conditions aren't that great. The field is in great shape. Credit the Sutton fans and the Sutton folks here for taking such great care of their brand new field. But it was just a fun game to watch and ultimately a great victory for the Mustangs. Yeah, and again, uh, tough, tough, tough assignment next week. But, you know, this is, they've proven that they're one of the best teams in the state. They beat a top-10 team yes. in the first round, and there's nobody else in the state that's going to be able to say that uh, by the time this is all wrapped up here. So great win for the Mustangs at home, 18-15. to And uh, we'll take leave of you. Coming up in just a few moments will be the CPI Tire Scoreboard Show here by, uh, hosted by Merritt Lawson. I'm Randy Bushcutter for our engineer, uh, Caleb Ekstrom, back in the uh, studios. Uh, and uh, for Brandon Bennett, thanks so much for joining us. Good night, everybody. The proceeding has been a KKPR sports production brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com.